listening to Fox Sports Radio. Radio. Are you ready to witness greatness? College fans, welcome to the biggest tailgate party in the nation. Different day, same recipe. Fox Sports Radio's Countdown to Kickoff. Presented by BetMGM. The king of sportsbooks. We're setting you up with the information you need to watch your team win. Let's go! We're here to break it all down. Let's go, let's go. This is Fox Sports Radio's Countdown to Kickoff. Presented by BetMGM. Now, we're live from your tailgate. Here's Brian No, former Penn State All-American Rich Ornberger, and PicksWise lead betting analyst Jared Smith. Oh, what's going on, everybody? Welcome in here. We are live. We are on the road. We are in the Beau Ravage Resort and Casino in Biloxi, Mississippi. That is right. And we witnessed USC go down. That's what we witnessed. We witnessed the Pac-12 going Pac-12 yet again and not getting into the college football playoff. Let's introduce everybody. Rich Ornberger here with us. We got Jared Smith from PicksWise.com. I'm Brian No. How'd you sleep last night, Jared? Pretty good. I mean, the craps table wasn't exactly kind. You actually, you, you crushed it, had a couple of good rolls, and then I decided foolishly to stay after we were up. And then, of course, when you stay at the craps table, that's, of course, when the bad things happen. So, yeah, eh. yeah. Time is your enemy, but it does make for a good story. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? It's a good story. Yeah, and so I made, for full disclosure, 11 American dollars last night. A whole 11 dollars. 11 American dollars. And we both, you know, we went up, Jared, and then we did the right thing. We we pressed our luck a little bit, and Gone. that's what you have to do. That's yeah. what you have to do at the craps table. But your reaction to USC going down, they not only went down, they went down in flames, man. They got whooped in the second half. Yeah, 17-3 at one point, and then it was just from that point on, it was obliteration. And, you know, there's going to be a lot of talk today about who deserves to be in the college football playoff and which team is here and which team is there, et cetera, et cetera. I, I, I really hope TCU wins today. I, I really do because if they don't win, then we're going to see Alabama. I don't know what other option there is at this point. It's either Alabama or it's Kansas State. Like, I, I don't know what yeah, – I don't see that either. And obviously Ohio State's the big winner this morning. If you're in Columbus listening to us this morning, you're feeling really good about, you know, what went down last night. But I I don't know what the committee really can do. I mean, there's no logic or or reason with the committee. Like, it does seem like it's been random and they favor certain conferences more and they favor certain conference championships more, et cetera, et cetera. I I, I don't – I really don't know. Um, I, I just hope TCU wins today because I think that'll make things a lot easier for everybody. Yeah, I think TCU would have to get trounced to not get in yeah. because we've seen I this agree. time and time again. The committee values you obviously winning your conference championship, but it secondarily will value you getting to your conference championship even if you don't win it over a team like Alabama not even being there. So I think TCU getting there, they would have to get absolutely dusted do you see that happen? I love Deuce Vaughn, but do you see Kansas State rolling TCU? I don't see that happening. No, well, line analysis right now on this game, you know, it's telling you exactly what the Utah-USC game told you last night, which is if TCU was a legitimate team in the market, they would have been favored by more than a field goal. Like they, and to be fair, though, they were only favored by three and a half at home back 
in mid, I don't know when that game was, mid, late October. And then all of a sudden now you're on a neutral and you're only favored by two and a half. So, again, the market is not giving you any respect. They're basically saying one of two things. Either A, your home field was only worth one point, which I don't know if that's fair to say. Maybe in the NFL is only worth one, but in college football I think home field is worth more than a point. Or, or the market has gotten sour on you since that game but what has TCU done since that game they've won every game they've played it's just so rare to see a team that's undefeated that you know we we live in this inflationary environment right like usually if you're favored by this many points in mid-October and from that point you win every single game your line and your power rating will increase the next time you play that same team six weeks later yeah but that's not what we've seen. In fact, I would say that the market's actually ticked towards Kansas State since that moment. And it, it really is bizarre. And I don't know how it's going to play out today. But I do know that, that if TCU loses, there is going to be like the, 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 the enemies at the gates with pitchforks. Uh, it's just one of these things where I keep comparing it to the NFL draft with quarterbacks. Yeah. Is if you look at a team like TCU, they're undefeated, right? But we start looking at what isn't great about them. What yeah. are the warts, right? It's just like a top quarterback prospect where you're like, yeah, but the mobility is a little bit of a question mark. And the 20-yard out route is like, it's not quite exactly pinpoint accuracy where it needs to be. That's, I think, what we're doing with TCU. It's just... Well, they had the comeback against Kansas State. Well, they had to run the field goal unit on against Baylor. Well, they're undefeated. <laughs> they're still undefeated, yeah. and they're still getting doubted. Maybe it's one of these things, too. It's not just looking at the warts. It's the tight sphincter scenario here. If you look at the game last night, Utah with, what, three losses? Mm. They're in a different spot than USC is with USC being on the doorstep of a playoff berth. And, hey, man, sometimes you clench a little bit more in that situation. Yeah. I mean, I, I think when you, when you watch the game last night, I, I don't know if that's the reason why USC lost. I, I, I honestly do believe that Caleb Williams was really banged up. Yeah. And it was obvious towards the end of that game. He couldn't even finish the game. He couldn't, but think yeah. about the pick, right? Yeah. Like, that's what I'm saying. Bad that's, that's forcing it, yeah. right? We're down right. 10. Yeah. It, it's right. those instances like that. So, to me, if you really want to get into the guts of this Kansas State game, it, if TCU can do what they did to B. John Robinson defensively, which is to completely shut him down, then I think you're going to see a very different result than what we saw with USC last night. Like, I, I, I think with, with, with Utah – I, I wish I would have watched the first half. Like we, I didn't get to the book until about halftime, so I didn't watch the first half when USC was kind of controlling the tempo. I was, I'm curious to see if it was a tempo shift with Utah or if it was just USC stopped playing their game, which is you know running up and down the field, and, and Utah just kind of slowly strangled the life out of the game. But if you want to compare Texas TCU to what we're going to see today with Kansas State, I mean, this is all if Deuce Vaughn's going to do what Deuce Vaughn does. Right. I mean, this is, a, this is a Horned Frogs defense outside the top 65 in rushing success rate and explosive runs allowed. So what they did to Bijan Robinson was an, was an anomaly. 
and I don't know if they can repeat that defensive performance today. If they can, they're going to win this football game. Yeah. Period. End of story. And I, I think they've got enough offensively to really, you know, make Kansas State a little bit on their heels. But TCU gives up chunk plays, not only in the passing game, but in the running game too. They're outside all the top 65, the top 80, and all the metrics that we look at. And it's really just can their defense hold up? Because in this particular game, I think the big thing too is once Utah took the lead, that's when the sphincter really yes. started. Like, it's one thing when Utah, when USC was ahead right. and then Utah was matching. But, but you, yep. And again, I didn't watch the first half, so I don't know what exact the vibe was, but I know, you know USC had that early lead. But, for example, today, game script-wise, TCU takes the lead and then Kansas State matches. And then TCU takes the lead and Kansas State matches. I think it's a different vibe than if mm-hmm. it's flipped. And yeah. Kansas State gets out to the lead, and then TCU's trying to chase the game. That is where the sphincter really yes. starts to tighten. And it also shows where USC is deficient. You know, they battled back. They made it 27-24, and then they couldn't get a stop. It was the long play yeah. to the tight end. He bullies his way in. You know, USC's defense yeah. is garbage. But I do love the ripple effect. With USC losing last night, it does make the Big 12 title game the game today. That's it. Because that's the most implications in terms of who gets into the playoff. we got other good matchups, too. How about the SEC? Let's dive into that. Yeah. LSU against Georgia. Um, yeah, I think Georgia's going to smack them. <laughs> it's an easy bet, right? Yeah, if you walk Just into take this take every thing. dime you have and bet it on the money line. Don't do that. I'm joking. <laughs> Don't do that. <laughs> so, like, if we have Jaden Daniels. Yeah. Hampered by injury, I don't know we could just pack here. it on in right now. It's, it's a wrap, dude. Like, come on now. And Georgia losing the SEC title game last year, you've been making this point throughout yeah. the week. It's a big deal for this game. You know, to drop it again against an LSU team who just lost to Texas A&M. Texas A&M had lost six straight SEC games, and then they, they beat LSU soundly. Yeah. And then LSU's supposed to – Turn around with a gimpy Jaden Daniels and what? Beat him? <laughs> I could keep it close. I don't see it at all. I mean, the, everyone asked this week, where's the motivation for Georgia? There's plenty of motivation for Georgia. They, first of all, LSU absolutely spanked Georgia in that Joe Burrow title game a few years ago. And there are some seniors on this year's Georgia team that were freshmen on that team in 2019. And they remember. When you go to Atlanta, I don't know, maybe the game wasn't played in Atlanta that day. I don't remember it was played. But if you go to the SEC championship game, and I remember betting on LSU or betting on Georgia in that game thinking, yeah, Georgia's going to keep it close. Like, LSU, tight sphincter, you know, they're going to the national champ, you know, they're going to the college football play anyway. It doesn't really matter. And it, it, it 37-10. I mean, it was – they made this spread today look pedestrian at 17. So there is motivation for Georgia. And then you look at the last two weeks, forget about 2019, because, you know, it's hard to compare 2019 to 2022, but even the last two weeks, Georgia goes out and barely gets by Kentucky, wins by 10, doesn't cover a 20-plus point spread, doesn't cover the spread against Georgia Tech, and looks pretty pedestrian in the first half, almost like a, like a JV team. And to me, if I'm Kirby Smart, you've got plenty of, plenty of chips yeah. to shove into the middle like we were doing last night at the craps table, motivationally <laughs> speaking, to get this team fired up for this game today. So I, I don't buy into the non-competitive uh, you know, approach to Georgia because they have nothing to play for vibe. Now, in the big picture, yeah, they could lose this game by 100. They're still in the college football playoff. But 
I don't think that's the approach they're going to take today. And we'll get to it during our bets. But I, I think the early script for Georgia, you're, we're going to see the premium stuff early. We're going to yeah. see Todd Munkin come out, and I think we're going to see him give you the, the, the top shelf game plan. And then I think over the course of the game, if the game script continues to trend in favor of Georgia, that's where you'll see the, the down throttling in the, in the third and fourth quarter. But I think in the first half, this game's going to be played like it matters a lot. And then we'll see where the chips fall at halftime. That's the funny thing to me, man. When you see a spread like this, 17 yeah. and a half, a that Georgia is favored by, you might think before the game starts, like, that's a whole lot of points, man. I always think about uh, what Robert Plant and Led Zeppelin, whole yeah. lot of love. Whole lot uh, of love. That's a whole lot of points. You know, you're thinking that's a lot to play, a lot of candy before the game. Then when George is up 14 nothing in the first quarter, you're like, that's not a whole lot of points, man. That's, uh, I'm feeling really dicey about this bet. I, I just don't see it. I, I don't see any path. Devin A-Chain, who I love, yeah, literally love the guy from Texas A&M, he rushed for 215 and two touchdowns last week against LSU. And I also think this, Jared, last thing for me, is you hear this all the time. Well, Georgia, they're going to they're gonna play it close to the vest and not, not reveal their full game plan against uh, LSU. They're going to save it for the college football playoff. It's like, are they going to be throwing forward passes today? Yes. I think they will be. Are yeah. they going to run the ball? Yeah, I think they will be. Like, there's plenty. What do they think? Like, honestly, like, <laughs> in practice all week, and, you know, it, it's hard to really tell what the, the, the message is. But if the message is what I've been hearing in the press conferences, it is 100% focus. And, again, this Georgia team has never – no one on this Georgia team has ever won an SEC championship. Like, no one on the roster right. has, has lifted that – title and some might say i'm not saying it but some that it's harder to win than the cfp mm. i'm not saying i'm not it, saying that either but there are people especially in this part of the country that would probably believe that <laughs> um and i personally i personally think georgia you're going to see their best stuff in the first quarter today i really yeah. do and in the first half you'll see them get off to a, a fast start over here Speaking of fast starts. Look at this guy. <laughs> False start. False start, 64 offense. <laughs> Our guy, Rich Ornberger, getting all set up over here. You know, uh, 69 Rich, we like, offense. <laughs> yeah, we were like, uh, if 64 gets here, he's going to be coming in. Like <laughs> coming a, in hot, a like a ton of bricks. Over here. Yeah. So how's it going, Rich? How are things, man? Things are good. You guys interrupted a really nice breakfast. I'm sure we did. <laughs> this is the funniest thing. So Ryan Bershinger, our producer, calls me. I was like, oh, that's nice. We'll talk a little bit about the show before we get going in an hour. And uh, I take a picture of the breakfast. I was about to send it to him. Literally got up from eggs to run down here. I thought we were on an hour later. You got, you got tricked up by the time zones yeah. there, bud. Well, to be fair, Rich and I have been kind of jet-setting through time zones the last couple of, you know, 24 hours or so. Oh, so. yeah. Oh, yeah. Hey, man, it's all good. I, I don't know how. I thought the same thing. Yeah, it's strange being on uh, Central time, but here we are, guys. It's yeah. been a fun trip. Beau Ravage has treated us all really well. Yes, I agree. absolutely. Fantastic. Totally agree. Yeah, we, you missed the beginning of the show, Rich. We said that uh, 
We, we're pooling our resources and betting everything on LSU to win outright Yeah, we're today. just going to go shove all in LSU money line today. <laughs> what do you think? Do you retweet that one? Yeah, let's retweet yeah. that. Just kidding, guys, yeah, because no. there are people out there that will listen to us. Do not bet LSU today unless you're betting like a spread, which is fair. Do not yeah. bet the money line today. I think that is a bet that you will regret come I don't know. What time does the game start? Three. I, I, the central time probably screws me up, too. I think it's a 3.30 start. Yeah, so we'll say, what, uh, 3.41? Around yeah, around 4 o'clock-ish. Yeah, yeah. Late first quarter, you're like, oh, crap, what did I just do? <laughs> hey, be sure to check out the new-looking features in the BetMGM app. It's fast and easy access to the sports you love, whether it's live betting, the daily Lions boost, or the cash-out feature. And new users can use the code COUNTDOWN for a special offer. That is code COUNTDOWN in the BetMGM app. All right, we are off and running. We are live from the Beau Rivage Resort and Casino in Biloxi, Mississippi. And we are feeling the flow, Rich. Definitely. We are feeling the flow. Definitely. We've got Rich Ornberger, Penn State All-American, shaved clavicle. Oh, yes. Is it the left yes. or the right that's yes. shaved? The left is shaved. The right, just a bicep Did you hear about the Sam Hartman story, by the way? Can no. Can we talk about that this morning? We got to. Apparently, he took a rib out and is saving it. Smart. You always want to keep those just in case. <laughs> just in case. <laughs> yeah. It's in his fridge, I heard. Now, granted, this story could be completely made up, but this is what I was reading like on Drew the Twitter. Like Drew Brees getting hit by lightning. Oh, that one was. Don't even get me started on that. <laughs> we got Jared Smith from PicksWise.com. I'm Brian No. Coming up next, man, you talk about stinky performances. We saw one last week. We might see one today from the same team and the same guy. We'll have details for you. It is Fox Sports Radio's Countdown to Kickoff, presented by BetMGM. Welcome to the biggest tailgate party in the nation. You're locked into Fox Sports Radio's Countdown to Kickoff. Touchdown! And it's presented by BetMGM. The king of sportsbooks. Once again, here's Brian No, Rich Hornberger, and Jared Smith. Yeah, I just put, like, three units on the Dutch. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> USA. What's a USA. What's a Dutch? The Netherlands. The nether regions? And the Dutch. Remember, uh, remember, uh, it's, hey, welcome back. Iowa Sam doesn't know we're kidding around here. Yeah. He's like, your mics are up. Your mics are live. Your mics are. <laughs> Sam, we know, but We know. That we, we got know, it. You're we so good it. at hitting your times. We know. <laughs> welcome back. To Fox Sports Radio's Countdown to Kickoff, presented by BetMGM. New users, download the BetMGM app today and use code COUNTDOWN for a special offer. That's code COUNTDOWN in the BetMGM app. We're getting Team USA. Yeah, the, they don't realize already. it's the wrong football we're talking about today. <laughs> yeah. like, people are like, yeah, people are here for the USA World Cup. No, that's not why we're here, but it's a nice coincidence. Yeah, it really <laughs> is. Jared, you uh, threw, in, uh, threw down some uh, Fazols. Yeah, yes. Jared the Smith US. is in his element this right now. This is my element, <laughs> I agree. And the craps table is dangerously close to this sports book right over there. Like, literally, you guys obviously can't see us, so I just pointed, and the people on the radio are like, what, what is this idiot doing? Um, this is a this is a dangerous spot for me to be <laughs> in between a rock and a hard place. Yeah, literally. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, in in just a brief commercial break, like how much do you think you could cash in at the craps table? You know, yeah, that's well, you got a little bit of time to, to run over theory. there. We do. Although I just just <laughs> dropped most of my bankroll on USA plus a half goal, so not a lot of bullets left to fire. By the way, I've got a ridiculous <laughs> soccer story for you. Yes, I love so, those. So. Um, I took Argentina 
to score the first goal against Poland. Okay. I'm watching the match, watching the game, and I'm like – And by the way, that makes sense. Yeah. That's a yeah. decent bet. I yeah. do like that. Poland wasn't even close. They didn't even have any shots on goal. Yeah. You know, Argentina, they're the aggressor. So I'm like, Argentina's going to score first. Yeah. I entered the bet, and immediately I look, and I was like, oh, it's to score the first goal in the first half. Don't like it as much now. Not as Don't like good it of as a much. Bet. Did they? Did they though? So fast forward, Messi takes a penalty kick. Oh, that's right. He missed the penalty in the first half. Yeah, oh, and they saved rough. it. The Poland that's guy rough. saved it. There's we been a lot of penalty th- saves in this tournament. And yeah. then it was like the first few seconds of the second half. Argentina just to pour salt in the wounds. They score immediately. Oh yeah, that was that's and rough. And I'm like, that's sad. Yeah, that's yeah. Sad. You got to get the tickets right before they're submitted. Yeah, got to get that right. <laughs> got to look at the fine print over there. Okay, so we're looking at the ACC championship game today. Clemson against North Carolina, and I think there are two ways to look at Clemson. You could look at the the negative side or the realistic side. They're not going to make the college football playoff for a second straight year. Or you could look at the positive side and say, that's how much the standards have changed. It wasn't that long ago that we were talking about hashtag Clemsoning, where Clemson would just lay an egg against an opponent they had no business losing to. And now we're like, Dabo, you're missing the playoffs for a second straight year. So that's the positive way to view Clemson. I know it's tough to do that a week after Spencer Rattler carved them up and they're going to be on the outside looking in, but here they are today against Drake May and North Carolina. It's just, we've talked about it all year, DJ Uwe Ungalale. DJ Uwe was freaking brutal last week. Yeah. And I just don't understand why they haven't. They went to Klubnik for a second a couple of games ago and he didn't do anything of note. And so they just stuck with DJU and... He was freaking brutal last week. There's yep. no doubt about that. You know, when you look at Clemson, I think, compared to, I don't know, like a USC or a lot of the other major programs around FBS football, they're just not really going into the transfer portal. They're Like Dabo Sweeney, he's not really that guy. And you kind of have to be that guy. Like, I'm not saying it has to be a big name every single year. Sometimes it could just be a bunch of role players, guys who are going to, you know, staple in on your defense or your offense and be role-playing guys. But you need to exploit that that resource now because if you don't, you are going to get left in the dust. And I think over the past two years, there's a lot of programs, you know, just talk to Nick Saban about A&M or ask, ask around to any head coaches. They'll point you in the direction of the coaches who have caught up and have done the best job. Dabo's not one of them. Mm. I'll tell you who's going to be in the transfer portal, I think. <laughs> it's going to be DJU. Yeah. <laughs> so it's going to be yeah. it. Um, I, you know, he's a California kid. And I heard on a podcast this week, UCLA might be an interesting landing spot. Oh, wow, yeah. Um, so keep that in the hopper, of course. That means nothing for this game today. What does mean something for this game today, UNC's first-ranked opponent of the season today. That's insane. Wow. Wow. They're, they – they play in a Power 5 conference last time I checked, right? Yeah. Although ACC Power 5 maybe by name only. And it, it is kind of funny because you've got a lot of these. And that's the thing about championship weekend, guys. It, I'm an analytics guy. You know that. I nerd number you guys to death sometimes during these <laughs> shows. But during the championship weeks, the bowl weeks, the nerd numbers mean less. The motivation, the hot seats mean a lot more. And you got UNC's offensive coordinator, Phil Longo, who I think is on the hot seat. And he's kind of been punching all the wrong buttons with Drake, Drake May the last couple of weeks because you've seen him hit this wall. 
you see the completion percentage dip, mm -hmm. you see the running game drop off dramatically, accuracy, all those things trending down. And it makes sense. Freshman quarterback, game 11, game 12, that's usually where the wall hits. But they're in the ACC championship game. Like, you can't be hitting a wall right now. And on the other side, you have Clemson that I would say this is a high motivational spot for Clemson. If there's any guy that can get a team up for a game, say what you want about X's and O's and all those things, it, it's, it's Dabo. Like, Dabo's got that ability to lead right. men and get them to play better than where the back of their football card, the stats usually indicate. So I, I expect a spirited effort from yeah. Clemson today. Yeah. And I think the fact that this line at 7.5, there's not a lot of people that are going to want to lay it with Clemson after what we've seen the last couple of weeks. That's kind of where I'm at right now. But – I don't know. You have two hours to convince me otherwise. <laughs> yeah, it's, I, think, I think Dabo, just energy-wise, is kind of like Absolutely. he's the Pete Carroll of college football. Yeah, he's like the Herm Edwards yeah. kind of, right? Like, yeah. Get him fired up. Yeah, so I don't see a lethargic Clemson no. team today. No, What we've seen is DJ Uwe, what, 99 passing yards against South Carolina last week. He was 8 for 29. Yeah, I don't understand that, how that that's, happens. That's brutal, man. That can't happen. So it's DJ Uwe this year, and it's been that secondary. We saw yeah. Wake Forest carve him up, and we saw Spencer Rattler. Hey, shout out to him. You talk about a two-week run for South Carolina and Rattler. Can we give him the two-week oh Heisman? Oh, my gosh. Wow. Yeah, give him, give, give him the two-week Heisman. Give him, like, a 10% of the Heisman. Well, to your <laughs> point, Jared, about, like, the fact that DJU may be looking for greener pastures elsewhere. Yeah. I mean, look, Dabo, he doesn't really have anywhere to go. You know, because he's, he's defending DJU. If this was a coach who was comfortable with, you know, the quarterback who struggled at times, especially in big moments for Clemson down the stretch, had a backup plan for that quarterback, he'd probably be willing to pass a little bit more blame onto his quarterback rather than shouldering it. But he's protecting him, and we know why. And it's for the exact reasons I was just talking about, because nobody's waiting in the on-deck circle to go down there to Clemson to be developed by Dabo, because what have you done for me recently? Yeah, we see Trevor Lawrence, but even that hasn't hit big in the NFL yet. What he did in college, you could start to make the argument, well, maybe it was because he was just so supremely talented in his own right that – there that that argument is is the stronger argument right now and so he he needs he needs DJU more than maybe DJU needs Clemson at this point so Clemson I don't know man the future doesn't look that bright for them right now mm. you know I I still go back to this game specifically and and who UNC's played this year we faded them against Wake they came out on the right side of that one and, again, we'll get into the Sam Hartman news at some point today. That's <laughs> just go, look, go look that story up. It's bizarre. <laughs> um, but I don't even know how to explain it to you guys, but it, 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 I think it's true. Who knows? Um, but you hope it's true. I hope it's true because yeah. it's, a, it's a great story. It's like the Derek Jeter fruit basket story. Oh, I, I so hope that's I true. I hope that's true, too. I don't know. He's denied it, though. Um, the Tar Heels' average opponent they faced this year, defensive efficiency rating of 71. So – they haven't stepped up in class. And, you know, say what you want about Clemson. They're still a top-10 defense. And I think they can run the ball. And I think UNC's defense, to me, uh, you want to get into some nerd numbers, 120th in EPA per play, 90th against the rush. Oh, they man. can be run on. Yes. So if you want to talk about the game script today, 
it's Will Shipley left, right, and center. Yes. And then all of a sudden, UNC finds themselves in a hole. Drake Mays already pressing, and his accuracy is trending down. He throws the key interception, and then all of a sudden, the game pops open, and Clemson covers easily. Like, that's, that's kind of the game script that I can see playing out. The opposite side of that is UNC starts hot. Drake May, they, you know, Phil Longo comes up with this great early script. And then all of a sudden, Clemson finds themselves in a hole and then DJU's forced to throw. And that's where what we saw last week, 9 of 23, starts to come back into the picture. So, I, to me, those are the two game scripts I see playing out today. I would lean more towards the Clemson getting out to a fast start highly motivated, and then Drake may have to chase the game, and that's where things kind of unravel for the freshman. Hey, we are live from the Beau Ravage Resort and Casino in Biloxi, Mississippi. It is Fox Sports Radio's Countdown to Kickoff, presented by BetMGM. And you know what? Why not spruce the place up even more with a little Isaac Lowenkron? Let's yes. sprinkle some I low on these airwaves. So what's going on, Isaac? Good morning, Brian. Good morning, Jared. And in one hour's time, I'll say good morning to you, Rick. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll be here at 9 sharp central. Oh, in a related story, I'm such a jerk. In the Pac-12 <laughs> Pac championship game on Friday night, number 11 Utah defeated fourth-ranked USC 47-24, knocking USC out of the college football playoff. Utah closed the game out, scoring USC 44-7, they scored three touchdowns from over 50 yards out. Off the field, ESPN reporting Jackson State head coach Deion Sanders is planning to take the head coaching job at Colorado. Coming up at noon Eastern, the Big 12 championship game between number three TCU and 10th-ranked Kansas State. Up first, the knockout round of the World Cup kicks off at the top of the hour as Team USA takes on the Netherlands, not to be confused with the Nether Regions. Baseball two-time Cy Young Award winner Jacob deGrom signing a five-year, $185 million deal with the Texas Rangers. NBA Friday night, Anthony Davis scored 44 as his Los Angeles Lakers won at Milwaukee, 133-129. to Don't look now. But after a 2-10 and ten start, the Lakers have actually won seven of their last nine games. Golden State over Chicago, 119-111, to by 30 points from Jordan Poole, who also knocked down seven three-pointers all off the bench. Fellas, all yours. Thank you, Ilo. Fox Sports Radio's countdown to kickoff presented by BetMGM. We're rolling forward with the AC, as I call it, the American Athletic Conference Championship matchup. It is UCF against Tulane. And we're going to Yeoman Stadium over in New Orleans over here. New Orleans. And you got Tulane trying to get some get back against UCF. UCF got the win in the regular season, 38-31. I love how UCF is still doing musical quarterbacks even now. <laughs> They're like, eh, mm. we'll throw in Plumlee. Yeah, let's throw in the other guy. Gus Bus. Hey, man. You hear Whatever this, works. You hear the expression all the time in the NFL, if you have two quarterbacks, you don't have one. Yeah, right. Not exactly how it applies to college football. UCF's an example of that this season, man. Yeah, it, it's, it's interesting when you look at the quarterback position across all of college football. And I think, I think the problem for coaches is you're trying to keep too many people happy all at once. <laughs> like it used to be like a quarterback would enter your system. He would wait patiently for his time to shine. He understood that you need some veteran leadership at the front of the program, and, and one day it'll all be mine. But for right now, I just need to be the best scout team quarterback I can be. Recruits don't think that way anymore. No. They're like, hey, get me off this high school field and onto uh, Sports Center. You know, get, yeah. me, get me an NIL deal with Delta. 
Yeah, like I, that's real, realistic. Come fly the friendly skies. And it doesn't matter where you play, UCF or USC. You are looking for that deal. You are looking to be the guy. And I, I've talked to college coaches off the record where now, you know, the petitions for playing time are being taken more seriously than ever before because not only is it this recruiting class you're trying to appease, but these guys who are in your program now, they have friends who are still in high school. Mm. And those are high schools that you still recruit. So if they go back and say, yeah, coach is doing me dirty, like he told me I would be a role player from the jump and I haven't gotten carries if he's a running back or I haven't gotten reps if he's a quarterback or they're not even teaching me the offense, I'm throwing interceptions to the starting defense to get them ready to face our next opponent, all of a sudden you're going to have a harder time recruiting in those areas at those schools. So trust me when I tell you everything affects everything. I think that's a part of the story with the Knights this season. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's – there's a lot of that, you know, entitlement yeah. around college football and just around sports in general. These kids, you know, it's the Instagram generation. They see the top plays on sports. It's just it's all kind of become this mutated mess of, of transfers. And NI. It, 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 it truly is an interesting landscape in this particular game. I do think there's a bit of an injury to John Rice Pumlin. Hamstring injury is what I've been reading. So. We'll see, and his, you know, his whole thing is mobility. So we'll see what he can offer. And, uh, you know, the backup's been good for UCF this year. And Tulane's got a quarterback that's actually been playing pretty well, and I'll, I'll highlight him, Michael Pratt. Eight interceptions his first two seasons, cut that in half this year to four. Turnover-worthy plays cut in half. And they've got a running back, Tajay Spears, who might be one of the best backs in the country that we're not really talking about, averaging almost four yards after first contact, which is amongst the leaders in the country. So – that's going to be the game plan for Tulane. They tried to implement that game plan. In fact, I thought they ran the ball pretty well. Sharp had like 100 – or Spears had like 100 and, 140 yards, 130 yards in the first game. But UCF ran it for 336 in that game <laughs> against Tulane. So you can kind of see the game script play out where UCF wants to get a lead. They want to build their running game. And they want to make Pratt more of a passer when he's kind of been more of an efficient game manager this year, relying more on Spears. And I think this, U, this UCF offensive line, I think, is a top, according to the Pro Football Focus grades, top five unit. So they've got the horses up front to really, you know, put some distance between themselves and Tulane early in this game. And the market's telling you UCF's probably the right side. But I don't have a play on this game. I, I, I think the, this, has been a tough, this has been a tough week. This has been a really tough week, I think, for betting. I don't, find a, I don't see a ton of edges in the markets this week. But if you really think UCF is, is going to, you know, control the line of scrimmage, you could do worse than catching four with the Knights. You know, I'm going to give you my strangest comparison to date, okay? Because it was something that you were saying, Rich, about the transfer portal mm. that got me thinking. It would be like if you are not getting on the field and you're disgruntled and you've got all these other colleges coming at you and potentially all this money in NIL deals at the table, uh, on the table as well. It would be like being in a relationship and you're unhappy and there are waves of women throwing themselves <laughs> at you while also saying there could be cash involved. I if wouldn't you know pick what me. any of that means. <laughs> <laughs> like, are you going to stay in the relationship that you're unhappy with? It's like, no. If you've got another school that's saying, hey, come here, and you're going to have a Delta sponsorship or whatever it is, like, that's why a lot of these kids are moving on, man. I get it. Yeah. Yeah, it's a, it's a strange new world for a lot of these players. But the ones – 
who exploit it the best as opposed to being exploited, well, they're going to be richer for it, and they're going to get more playing time for it. And so it's worth their while at least to investigate all those other options you were talking about. Absolutely. All right, so we have so much more to get to. We're ramping up toward USA. USA. We're already getting some some people. It's going to get rowdy in here. USA. It's going to get rowdy in here. We've got... Rich Orenberger, Penn State All-American. We've got Jared Smith from PicksWise.com. He's literally tweeting picks right now. <laughs> PicksWise.com. He's tweeting picks right now. This guy's <laughs> I'm an animal. on fire. Animal. <laughs> no regard for human hold, life. Hold, hold, let me, let me, People are asking hold, me if hold. my bet, if it's if it's a draw with the U.S., does no. my bet win? And yes. But I'm, I'm looking at the time. other window. Hold on. Money line, risk it all, LSU. Really? No! Come on. That's the private DMs. Yeah. That's the private uh, so, DMs. My bad, my bad. That's the Sorry VIP yeah. channel. Hey, so uh, Jared was – he was aggressive at the craps table yesterday, you know? Will he be aggressive with some picks on the show today? We will find out right around the corner. It is Fox Sports Radio's Countdown to Kickoff, presented by BetMGM. Hi, this is Jay Glazer, and you may know me from the world of football or fighting or even shows like HBO's Ballers. What you don't know is for my entire life, I have lived in something I refer to as the gray. Depression, anxiety. So now I'm coming out with a new podcast, Unbreakable, a mental health podcast with Jay Glazer, where each week, while we talk about mental health, I hope to describe it. Give it words. Listen to Unbreakable with Jay Glazer on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Kickoffs are coming soon, and we're leading you up to them. This is Fox Sports Radio's Countdown to Kickoff, presented by BetMGM. The king of sportsbooks. Once again, here's Brian No, Rich Ornberger, and Jared Smith. Are you kidding me? It is Fox Sports Radio's Countdown to Kickoff. Presented by BetMGM, we are live from the Beau Rivage Resort and Casino in Biloxi, Mississippi. And there is a little buzz, little buzz, USMNT right around the corner, huh? USA against the Netherlands, but we got to dive into this right now. Check this out, Parlay Platter. Yes, our Parlay Platter is brought to you by BetMGM. Earn a $50 bonus by signing into BetMGM and clicking on Refer a Friend. To invite a friend, and in just a few simple steps, both you and your friend will receive a $50 bonus. BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks, the king of parlays. Now you, Jared Smith, you oh have been, been quite aggressive on these parlays. I have. 30, 40 to 1 shots. Yeah. Quite aggressive. Uh, what do you have in store for us today? More aggression or no? No. Actually, no. so you have to know, just like a good offense, you have to know when it's time to take a right. shot. Right. And when it's time to run the ball on third and one and pick up the first down. And I, this is basically the QB sneak of parlays right here. <laughs> <laughs> so this is, all right, if you've been following along the parlays this year, you know it, we haven't won one. We're 0, we're 0 for 13. But that's okay because, again, half a unit, quarter unit every week, have some fun. This one, we're getting a little more aggressive with our risk, but the reward significantly less. So we're taking three favorites that I like a lot today, and we're playing them all on the money line. We'll start with Clemson. We talked about it at the top of the show. I just I think the Dabo effect will carry them across the finish line in this game. You want to say the back door is going to be open for UNC's offense? Sure. You don't want to lay the seven and a half. We'll put Clemson money line in the parlay. We will put Troy 
in the parlay. We haven't talked about this game yet in the Sun Belt. Grayson McCall, I think he's going to play, but how effective is he going to be? We'll probably talk about it later during my rapid fire. This line's down to seven now. At seven, I kind of like it, but also I think they're going to win this football game because I think Troy right now metrically much better than Coastal Carolina. Could be Jamie Chadwell's last game, too, as head coach for the chance. And in the late, listen, I mean, this is a layup. We'll put Georgia Moneyline in the parlay. They're not losing this game, guys. So we'll go Clemson. We'll go Troy. We'll go Georgia. It's about minus 105 at BetMGM. That is not a terrible, you know, money line lay for three teams that I think are going to win. And I'm doing three units on this, baby. I mean, yeah. Three See, units. That's the thing. Normally you half preach a little, little half This unit one is a little more like a normal yeah. bet. Yeah. Like a yeah. normal bet. I like this. I like, you know, the one thing I will say, the bugaboo here is, I mean, do you really trust Georgia in this one? <laughs> <laughs> I trust Georgia more than I trust the U.S. to win this match. Let's just leave it at that. Yeah, yeah, of course. Look, Georgia seems unbeatable. Uh, that is a surefire. But uh, Clemson, man, I agree with that take about how they're going to try to slow this game down, make it about the run game, yeah. make, make, uh, make them earn it because you can lean on them that way. Yeah. yeah. Now I'm interested to see each of these games. And I hate thinking like this, Jared. I immediately think if it's any of my bets, if it's any of my friends' bets, I immediately – the reason I make the bet is because I think it's going to work out. Sure. But as soon as you make the bet, you think what could go Buyers, wrong. <laughs> what, buyer remorse. Yeah. What could go wrong. And, uh, <laughs> I mean, anything could go wrong. Anything could, but I like that Stetson bet. Stetson Bennett could, like, throw the ball to the moon on the first <laughs> drive, and I'm thinking to myself, what did I just do laying a $1,000 money line in a parlay? But, hey, here we are. Yeah, I like it, though, man, an aggressive three-unit play by you. Yeah, hey, I don't have a lot else going on today. <laughs> Not a great betting day. Hey, coming up next, it's turned into the game of the day. We will preview it next. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Oh, what's going on, everybody? We are two hours away from kickoff. It is Fox Sports Radio's countdown to kickoff, presented by BetMGM. We are live, live from the BetMGM Sportsbook at the Beau Ravage Resort and Casino in Biloxi, Mississippi. And I'll tell you what, it is beautiful here. Yeah, it, it really is. Like sometimes Besides the humidity. <laughs> it's gorgeous here. I'm used to 10% humidity in the desert. It's 98% humidity. Your, your watch is blinging. <laughs> yeah. humid, humid. I, have a, I have a humidity detector on my Apple Watch, and it's just, it's like, are you alive? Like, are you okay? <laughs> is everything going to be all right? Yeah, it's very, very, well, I wouldn't say it's warm, but it is like the, the, the air, it kind of, it's like soup. It's less, it's less air than, uh, than soup. It's an adjustment. <laughs> I had to make a manual adjustment to my outfit for this weekend after seeing, you know, the <laughs> so, forecast. So, so what was the before outfit? Was I was like, a- oh, it's going to be cold. It's December. Yeah. Parka. No. no. <laughs> I left the jacket at home. <laughs> Toboggan. Yeah. <laughs> left the parka at home. I like that. Okay, so let's dive into the Big 12 championship game with USC losing yesterday. It makes this the game of the day. Yeah, it does. So Ohio State, we're in agreement. Ohio State is in at this point over Alabama. I think so. I believe so. And 
U.S. The, almost scored in the first like opening minute of the game. Too. Yeah, a couple of groans. It's intense. Oh, you, yeah. You're gonna hear some audible. Oh man, if <laughs> you're gonna be the loudest one, probably. If the U.S. scores. <laughs> like, like that is likely our audio engineer here might you know have to adjust his headset. <laughs> Kill the mic. <laughs> <laughs> you got cash on the U.S. If they score, you're gonna go cash. nuts. Yeah, but. With USC losing last night, we believe Ohio State, as we speak, will be in. Now, TCU taking on Kansas State. If TCU wins, they're in. If TCU loses, yeah. that's when it gets really, really dicey. So this is the game of the day. And I love the ripple effect with USC losing, how TCU, now they're on center stage because Alabama – they are crossing their fingers that TCU not only loses but gets dusted in the process here. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it's one of those things where for Ohio State, you, you don't have a play here at all except just to turn on the televisions like the rest of America and see what happens. And you know they're all hoping for a blowout loss and for an opportunity to leapfrog, but it's their fault. You know, you, you, just, you just cannot get beat that badly in a game where everybody's watching so closely, a game that's so important to your season and your record, and, and have, have, a ch well, have destiny still be in your hands. So, yeah, and, and you know what? Frankly, go, go, getting back to the game we're talking about, TCU-K-State, TCU, I, I, nobody's believed in this team. Like, you know, it's, it's been – I mean, up to last week, we were still looking at each other saying, yeah, like, is this the one guy? It's just like, well, no. I mean, it's not. It, it, they've, they've continued – Sonny Dykes has continued to, to carry this team in the right direction. And so I'm done doubting them. I, I tried to quiet that down two weeks ago, and then it rumbled back up last week. Until they lose from now, from now until the national title game's over, I mean, should they make it that far mm – -hmm. Um, I'm done betting against TCU because at every turn they've impressed me. I agree. And I think – so I've been on a wild ride with TCU this year. I bet on them earlier in the season when they were kind of, you know, under – completely under the radar. And then the game against Texas, I, the market was screaming, Texas, 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 and we all know how that turned out. And then I thought the line against Baylor was short enough to the point where they were trying to get that TCU money, and I, I – thought Baylor was the right side. And then last week I thought I, I thought TCU was the right side against Iowa State because Iowa State, that was more of a bet against Iowa State than it was a bet on TCU. So I've been on both sides of this aisle all year with this team. And I think they are the most polarizing team, I think, in college football. No doubt. Uh, because they're 12-0. and 0 yeah. And they are literally on the doorstep of the college football playoff. But if you look at the market today in this game against Kansas State, they're basically pricing them as a two or three lost team. So it to me, it you're 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 not paying a premium at, at usually at this stage of the year, and we see this a lot in the NFL, and there's a trend in the NFL that teams that are like a certain win percentage or higher after week ten, they're against the spread record down the stretch is bad, like sub forty percent, because what happens? A team wins a bunch of games early in the season, the market goes up, and then the market over get, gets oversaturated and then all of a sudden they're overvalued. We haven't seen that with TCU. They were minus three and a half at home in this same game six weeks ago. And now they're on a neutral and they're laying just two and a half. And That's there, wild. there hasn't been any inflation despite the fact that since that game against Kansas State, they keep winning games. And I, the, the, the second half numbers and how this team closes, I mean, they're a plus 107 in second half scoring margin this year. 
they up their game. I don't know if it's adjustments by Sonny Dykes, if it's luck, if it's – I don't know what it is. But for some reason, this team is the Mariana Rivera of, of, of college football right, teams yeah, this year. I they mean, are. they just – they make the right spot, the right play in the right spot, and they find ways to win. Five second-half comebacks for TCU. Wow. <laughs> Five second-half comebacks this year. And the market is moving even more now in the favor of Kansas State. We're down to TCU just being favored by a point and a half. Are you kidding yep. me? Yeah, yep. only a point and a half as we speak. No love. Yeah, wow, no it's love. A, it's a pick em. It's some Wow. Wow, it's some shots. I didn't even notice that. That's a good call. And how about this, too? I think that, listen, I get some of the skepticism of TCU. I understand, right? They've been barely eking out some of these wins. But they're winning, to Ridge's point. They find a way to get it done. I also think it's some overreaction to what we just saw last night, right? There's got to be a correlation. With, that is a good point. Right? Yeah. USC's favored by two and a half. They get rolled. At the time, TCU is favored by two and a half, and now you're seeing a lot of cash come in on Kansas State. That's not a coincidence. Yeah, I, I agree with you, but it's like, well, who's reading headlines and feeling better about themselves, TCU or USC? Right, you know, so the world was expecting USC to go into that game and absolutely dominate. But, but, and, and so did USC, I would imagine. I mean, I, I'm not in their locker room, don't understand what the vibe was like, but that's got to feel pretty good walking into that situation. TCU, you've been an underdog. You've been, you've been dogged the entire year. I'm not just talking about from a betting spread standpoint. Also, just the way the media has, has yeah, taken yeah. care of this story. They're getting no love from betters. They're getting no love from books. They're getting no love from article writers you know, outside of their own home market beat reporters who cover this team and understand maybe the intangible qualities that you can't see from 30,000 feet above sea level. It's, it's, it's an amazing story that this team could end up being an underdog in this game and undefeated on the season because it's already down to a pick'em, like Jared said on some books. It's wild what we're seeing. I can't believe it's down to a pick'em. That's wild. I can't believe that this is a team that was favored by three and a half on a neutral six weeks ago against the same team, or at home six weeks ago against the same team, and now it's a pick 'em. Like it'd be one thing if TCU's lost three games since then. Right. They haven't. So there is some significant steam coming in this morning. <laughs> On the Wildcats. Now, let's try to figure out why and diagnose it. Well, Kansas State's 8-3-1 and one against the spread this year. Like, let's not overlook sure. the fact that they have been one of the most profitable teams besides TCU, Oregon State, and Tulane against the number this year. TCU's 9-2-1 against the spread. Tulane and Oregon State are 10-2. and two. Those are the most profitable teams in the country this season. And to me, it's the quarterback situation for Kansas State. Maybe we heard some positive news from the Will Howard, Adrian Martinez front. From what I was reading this week, it was going to be Will Howard to start, Adrian Martinez change of pace, Wildcat maybe mix in at times. Maybe Adrian's healthy. I don't know. Again, the quarterback situations with these teams, we saw it with Cam Rising a few weeks ago in that game. I think it was at oh, Washington State. Goal, uh, Netherlands. Netherlands just scored, and everyone is sad here in the sports book. Yeah. yeah. That just took the air out of the room. Uh, <laughs> you were on such a roll with the TCU breakdown. Too, I man. know. Where was that? What were we, what and now you're talking about Adrian Peter, college, uh, Adrian, Adrian Martinez football today. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Adrian Martinez maybe being a change of pace guy. I, I so the quarterback situation with these teams is fascinating. Obviously, we know Max Dugan on one side, but like, what? Who gives Kansas State the best chance to win right now? We haven't seen Martinez in a few weeks. 
Will Howard's been playing pretty well. And listen, this is a Kansas State offense that's a very good situational offense. And the, the number I'll give you here, they're averaging 4.7 points per trip inside the 40-yard line. And in college football, that means you're scoring more than a touchdown on average every time you get inside the 40. That's pretty good. And so TCU's defense has struggled at times this year, especially against the run. They did great against B. John Robinson. But overall, outside the top 65 in rushing success rate, outside the top 85 in explosive runs. So to me, I, I'm, I, I wonder if that's what the smart money is diagnosing here. You see what happened last night to USC. You try to carry that over into today, and then you see some of the metrics where TCU has struggled against the run, and you take away that game against Bijan Robinson. They've really struggled against the run. That's the recipe for the Wildcats to win this game. I would love to be a fly on the wall hearing what Sonny Dykes mm. is saying to his team. I would love to hear that because – you talk about an undefeated team. Yep. Yeah. Getting no love. <laughs> like it, it reminds me a little bit of Kyle Whittingham, a little bit yesterday, the Utah head coach, where he just said, oh, hey, yeah, Caleb Williams, give him the Heisman, USC, going to win the Pac-12 championship game, get him in the college football playoff. This game's just a mere formality. And, and he's right. It's coaches try to create us against the world, and sometimes it's just this – blind attempt and it's not even close to us against the world it was for Utah last night I don't think it's a bad stance to have if you're Sonny Dykes who's giving TCU love nobody who's the talking head that's like you guys got it wrong the horn frogs are here to stay who's saying that there's not a single voice out there I, I mean there really isn't anywhere you turn even even with my, my belief in TCU as a closer and my belief in the Horn Frogs and Sonny Dykes and the messaging that they're a better team than everybody is giving them credit for, there's still in the bottom of my belly some level of skepticism that this is just kind of a fluky year like we've seen in college football past. Yeah. But the reality is if they go out and prove everybody wrong today and then in the opening round of this playoff do the same thing in a couple weeks – well, there's going to be a lot of people who missed out on opportunities to really buy the hype or, or really the lack of hype around the Horned Frogs all season long. And, and to me, that's, that would arguably the most, be the most special outcome uh, if they can make a deep run. Well, they already have. And they get into the postseason and maybe even win a game. Like, that, that, that's truly shock the world stuff. And that is, that is a special season for TCU. Yeah. It absolutely is. I'm so curious to see what they do today. <laughs> but you're getting an undefeated team really at an underdog price. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it, it, you, you really are. Yeah. I, I don't I, – so I kind of – we kind of saw this play out. Like this is literally the exact line movement, you know, tracking we saw last night with Utah and USC. Like when I landed in New Orleans before I drove here to Biloxi – I, I landed, like, basically 30 minutes before the USC game started. I watched a little bit of the first half as much as I could in the car with, while still concentrating on the road, obviously. But <laughs> <laughs> as I was driving down I-10. Um, but you saw USC shrink from a 2.5 to a 2 and then a 1.5. And I think it kind of closed right in that 1.5 range. And it's kind of giving me the same vibes as this Kansas State-TCU game, where – TCU's the better team, right, record-wise and all the things that we like to talk about with their success this year. 
but Kansas State situationally might be the better spot because they run the ball and they play a little bit better defense and they're a little bit tougher, right? Doesn't that sound exactly like Utah-USC last night, right? Like, so it just – I'm starting to – and, man, Ohio State and Alabama are just sitting back kicking their feet up and just watching all this mayhem ensue. And I hate to say it, but Nick Saban, look out. He might get himself into the play. If this line movement is an indicator of what will right. happen in this game, it'll be Ohio State and Alabama. I'm happy I think as it's got to be Deuce Vaughn big today for K-State. It's got to be K-State big today because yeah. I think if this is a close competitive game, I think TCU is in over Alabama. Uh, I, I agree, but I don't know if the committee does. I think right. they do too. I, I don't know what the committee thinks. Yeah, I, I have no idea how they view TCU because – if the market is telling you how the committee views TCU, they don't view them very oh, in no. high regard. No, they, we know they don't. Yeah. We know what they value, and it's the best possible TV uh, package. And that ain't TCU. And that's not TCU. That, Does, and that's the reason why they haven't gotten all the love that we've been talking about. Yeah, we got to get to that coming up. Just the, the college football playoff rankings, who's likely to be in. There's just something wrong about – TCU being undefeated while Alabama is watching them, <laughs> not being in their conference championship game. And if TCU plays a competitive game and still loses, I, I, I think they should be in. But we'll get to that coming up. Hey, every time you make a wager at BetMGM, you earn BetMGM rewards points that can be redeemed for things like free bets and risk-free tokens. They can also be converted to MGM rewards points that can be used towards dining shows and hotel rooms at over 20 MGM Resorts. All right, we are live at the Bet MGM Sportsbook, live from the Beau Rivage Resort and Casino here in Biloxi, Mississippi. Can you get an in-game bet going on with I, the U.S. I'm, here, Jared? I'm, I'm crapped out. Yeah. Pun intended. <laughs> if they, if the U.S. can't score, well, the irony is Pulisic should have had a goal in that first uh, opening minutes there, and that's gonna, that might be the goal that 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 doesn't happen that that sinks us here. We'll I see. A lot of game left. I think the U.S. is good for a goal today. I hope they are. I think they are. I have a hard time seeing them getting shut out. Coming up next, we get to, what, Alabama versus TCU, a knockdown dragout argument that will be had should TCU lose today. That's on the way. It is Fox Sports Radio's Countdown to Kickoff, presented by BetMGM. Welcome to the biggest tailgate party in the nation. You're locked into Fox Sports Radio's Countdown to Kickoff. Touchdown! And it's presented by BetMGM. The king of sportsbooks. Once again, here's Brian No, Rich Ornberger, and Jared Smith. It is Fox Sports Radio's Countdown to Kickoff, presented by BetMGM. Very nice job by Iowa Sam, our technical producer. He has producer. been such a gem all year. Yes, the, no uh, the bounce-back music. Yeah. He is really trying to get into the Biloxi flow. He really wants. I'm sad that the, the whole crew couldn't be here for this experience. Yeah, our producer Ryan is moving in the rain. Oh, that is yeah. the worst yeah. idea ever, Wait, it rains Ryan. in Los Angeles? Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know that. It's, it's actually raining been in LA. pouring wow. for the past couple of days, yeah. No joke, huh? Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
And yeah, uh, yeah I, 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 Ryan, I could we, we could have breakfast this morning. I could invite. <laughs> <laughs> I had a whole spread. I had enough. It's for still sitting on the table. <laughs> it's, it's getting cold. <laughs> Literally yeah. up yeah. In, on the 25th floor right now. <laughs> We're at the BetMGM Sportsbook live from the Beau Rivage Resort and Casino in Biloxi, Mississippi, having a good time. All right, let's talk about these college football playoff rankings. Oh boy. Let's simplify. Drama. It. TCU wins. They're in. Yes. TCU loses. Now you got Chaos. an argument. Should it be TCU? Should it be Alabama? Let's do two things. Yeah, yeah. What you would do, what your vote would be, and then what you think the committee's vote would be. Oh, we'll wow. Start, we'll start Rich, with you. Rich, you go future. first. I need to think. All right, Rich, you're, you're first. Lead, lead us off. <laughs> I know. I mean, I, I, like, we all kind of need time. Like, just hit, decompress Can on I this. Can I buy one. a vowel? <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> I'll, I'll say this. Phone a friend. Yeah, I, right. I think the right thing to do and being kind of, a, a, in some ways, a competition purist, like TCU would still be in. But I also know that there is a good chance that they can't hang if they get to the postseason, yeah. right? That the better game would be Alabama or Ohio State. I'm just talking about the, the not, just, not X's and O's. I mean, look, every coach runs a, the same plays. Every, you know, I, I mean, really, when you distill offenses and defenses, they're all running the same scheme. In college football, it comes down to talent. And Ohio State and Alabama, and I'm sure Sonny Dykes, if he was being 100% honest, would tell you, they're deeper, they're better. And when you have depth at every position you need to have depth at, and you have better and more talented stars around your field, well – Chances are you're going to survive better against teams just like that. And so does TCU really class up the competition in the, po in the postseason with just four teams? The answer is no. Do they deserve it, though, from a purist competitive standpoint? Absolutely. So if it were me, I probably would have a stomachache trying to make the justification that Alabama or Ohio State should leapfrog them. So I would, I would vote to have them in regardless of what happens today i mean I, outside of them getting beaten right. 90 to nothing right but um but yeah i i know that it would be a better game if osu is in instead of them for example like a better game in the opening round of the postseason mm -hmm. yeah i i agree with that a lot like that makes sense to me but then you have to ask yourself the committee sitting in a room Let's say let's live in the vacuum that TCU loses, right? That's yeah. the vacuum that right. we're living in here. Yep. And let's say it's a close game. Let's say it's a seven three seven what a one score game. Yeah. TCU has the one loss. Alabama has the two losses. I think at this point it's fair to say Ohio State's in. I think I'm. I think I feel good about that right. sentiment based off of the final score of last night's game. Mm -hmm. So you have one spot. It's the four seed basically. You telling me Georgia and, and Alabama? The committee's not going to look at that and say, yeah, that's the game we want. Like, like, I, I, like, I'm trying to get inside the mind. Like I do this when yeah. I try to bet on the awards in, like, NFL and Major League Baseball because you're not betting on stats. You're not betting on analytics. You're betting on what a voter wants and thinks yeah. Yeah. and what another human being is trying to logically, you would hope, make an, an assessment. And when I look at that, I see Alabama and I see Georgia, and I'm like, man, that looks like a juicy matchup in the semifinal and TCU, their numbers aren't really that good, yeah. and they finally lost. And man, I really, I really think it will be Alabama. I, I really do. I think it's the ultimate devil on the committee's shoulder yeah. for everything that you just mentioned, yeah. because it's like, yeah, you might think TCU deserves it more 
They have the better resume. Right? They made it to a conference championship game. They have one fewer loss. We're all living in this world that TCU loses today, right? That, like, let's, this is a hypothetical. So the, the devil on the shoulder is like, you could have a national championship game rematch. Bama, Georgia, it's way sexier. Nobody can dispute that. But I hope they don't fall victim to it because it's got to be resume. It has to be resume. I don't care about these projections. Yeah, Alabama might fare better, but we don't know that. Right? How many projections have been wrong before? Right. Like, have you been wrong about a game this year before? Uh, yeah. Yeah, we, <laughs> we all have. So this, this Probably I, more often than I'm willing to admit. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> but this idea of like, oh, we got it figured out. Bama certainly is going to be a better test yeah. for Georgia. Not necessarily. That's what we think. That doesn't mean Bama should get in just because that's how we think it would go Georgia down. Georgia would wax the floor with TCU. I'm pretty convinced that 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 spread, if you think the Georgia-LSU spread's big today, I'm assuming it would be bigger against TCU, maybe 21. I I wouldn't doubt that, and I also think that they'd be probably outclassed in every single way. But to your point, Brian, like that, again, from like the sports purist approach, it it like breaks your heart that if TCU loses by a score that they're just automatically out of this. Like the conversation's over. But it it is a reality because not only do you get a a, a rematch of a national title game, a recent one with Alabama and Georgia, you also get a reset of the game. Yeah. I mean, Ohio State-Michigan. I, I, how how cool is that? Yeah. I mean, I mean, I, I kind of agree that that probably for theater wise would be the best I, outcome. I, I mean, but and, not and for college football like purists. No, no. But for theater, right. straight entertainment value. Again, that would be the best. outcome. In a vacuum, if I could pitch that to you over TCU being involved in any way, like <laughs> I'll I'm tell you saying, what, like I'll tell you who <laughs> loves it. Anyone working for a television network loves Michigan, that. Michigan, Ohio State, Georgia, Georgia Alabama. Alabama versus TCU involved in any way. Yeah. In any way. Like, they're the water way. boy on the sidelines, right? Like, I mean, and I hate it for them. I, I hate it too. I agree know? because they're 12-0. Yeah, and if yeah. they lose today, they're going to be 12-1. And, 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 man, they've had such a good year. And there's a part of me that wants to, them to be rewarded for that. But there's also a part of me that understands that this is a business. Right. Yeah. Well, and then also think about this too. If we're having this TCU-Alabama argument, just follow me on this. I'm yeah. not making this argument. But <laughs> <laughs> He's got his rankings up. He's ready to put Alabama in right now. He, Look, Brian is putting the Crimson Tide in. Let me couch this with, I heard this from <laughs> yeah. someone else. These are not my words. Brian's <laughs> actually calling the committee yeah. right now yeah. on the other line yeah. during breaks. Just, just humor me for a second. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Think about USC. What is so different about USC compared to Alabama? That extra loss. To, oh, to Alabama. I'll say TCU, it's that extra loss. They're right. Yeah, yeah. But, okay, so USC, they are, they're a two-loss team, just like Alabama. USC made it to its conference championship game. They got dusted. That's not an – that's well, actually – you know, I'll be honest. Right. That might be the solution. You drop TCU out. And then USC hangs on to the. But here's the thing: oh USC, USC was the four. It's hard to make a case for them losing the way that they did last night and not drop at least one spot. I but, know. but what I'm what I'm really saying is, the USC argument seems ridiculous <laughs> for anybody to say Trojans should be in. So if you're not making that argument, why the hell are you making the argument for Alabama? How is their resume better? 
I, I completely agree with everything you said. This whole conversation, like even though I know how very likely it's going to work out, it, it makes my stomach hurt. Like it really does because <laughs> it wasn't it, the breakfast. No, 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 no. I didn't get enough of it. But but yeah, like it's 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 one of those things where I I think to myself like I know what I want to see, and I know the route to get there screws somebody yeah. who's had a, a, or a bunch of somebody's a hundred kids who fought their ass off all season long for an undefeated regular season record and for a one score loss they could be counted out of getting this opportunity. And the only reason why is because dopes like me would, would rather watch Ohio State, Michigan, Georgia, Alabama than TCU in any form or facet. That stinks for them. It's not right. And, and by the way, we could also be delivered an incredible game. Like, uh, t- who's to say that the Horned Frogs right. couldn't take it to Georgia? We see things like that happen all the it's time. True. Missouri, it, it, Missouri hung with them. Yeah. Exactly, it was right. a competitive so game with Georgia Kentucky. Tech. With Kentucky, yeah, yeah. 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 Georgia yeah. Tech had a lead in the first half. Yep, right. Yep. And you do love Will Levis, though. Oh, you don't know, get me started. Started. The, main is, <laughs> the main is in the coffee, man. You Which lose fun. a quarterback battle <laughs> to Sean Clifford, and now he's a top five draft pick. Get out of, and don't get me wrong. I'm sure he's a nice kid, but you can't sell me on him being. You let's just leave it at this. You could easier, you can eat more easily sell me on putting mayo in my coffee than him as a top ten draft pick. You with that guy with Will Levis is like me with the stupid stupid mullet. From well, how the, about the Drew Pine in the oh, transfer oh, portal? <laughs> how about Drew yeah, Pine yeah, in the yeah. transfer portal yeah. yesterday? Yeah, I know it. Who wants him? I, 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 nobody good, I would, I would think. Ball <laughs> State? Where's he going? To? I don't know. A lot of these guys will, will, could end up oh, right back where South they Bend were. to Muncie, right? Well, there you go. Yeah, <laughs> two and a half hour drive. I've made it many times. <laughs> hey, every Thursday, be sure to check out our Countdown to Kickoff, presented by BetMGM Original Podcast. Features yours truly, Brian No. Jared Smith is with us. Bill Krakenberger. Handling the NFL, we give our takes on all the key lines, get you set up for the weekend in betting. That's every Thursday. Just search Fox Sports Radio wherever you get your podcasts. Right now, we are going to search Isaac Lowenkron. He's got a sports update for us. What's going on, Ilo? I hate orange. (laughs) (laughs) Orange, actually, it's pronounced, Isaac. Orange. It's it's very Dutch. Very Dutch. Yeah, well, Dutch pancakes, orange juice, out of my diet for a while. I'm furious because the Netherlands has a 1-0 lead over Team USA in the round of 16 knockout stage at the World Cup in the 35th minute. Here's how the goal sounded on Fox in the 10th minute. Force wide, Dumfries gets the cross cut back, and it's a goal for the Netherlands. And it's Memphis who scores it. In the 10th minute, they are now again in the 35th minute. The Netherlands leading Team USA 1-0 coming up at 2 p.m. Eastern. It'll be Argentina against Australia. College football, the Pac-12 championship game Friday night. Number 11, Utah defeated fourth-ranked USC 47-24, knocking USC out of the college football playoff. ESPN reporting that Jackson State head coach Deion Sanders is planning to take the head coaching job at Colorado. Kicking off at noon Eastern today, the Big 12 championship game between number three TCU and 10th-ranked Kansas State. Baseball two-time Cy Young Award winner Jacob deGrom signing a five-year $185 million deal with the Texas Rangers. NBA Friday night, Anthony Davis scored 44 as his Los Angeles Lakers won at Milwaukee 133-129. The Lakers have won seven of nine after a 2-10 start. 
Jordan Poole scored 30 off the bench and knocked down seven three-pointers in Golden State's 119-111 win over the Chicago Bulls. And the Houston Rockets rallied from a 16-point second-half deficit to win at Phoenix 122-121 despite 41 points by the Suns' Devin Booker. Fellas, it is all yours. You know, you're an untapped resource, I feel like, Ilo, because we are here in Biloxi, Mississippi. We're literally in the BetMGM Sportsbook right now. I could go enter a bet in a few minutes. I feel like we have uh, not gotten your gambling advice, oh, Ilo. What's the play today, man? That's a way to hack the system, I suppose. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> Is Ilo a gambler by trade? Ilo, what's your what's your casino game that you like to dabble with when you're in the area? Uh, unfortunately, it's extremely conservative, as in cover my eyes while I walk through and try not to be tempted. However, that's fair. those of you, because you're in the radio business, I, I don't know if this is possible to do quickly enough, but <laughs> in certain circumstances, I have access to the live, or we have access here at Fox Sports Radio to the live feeds like oh. 15, 20, 30 seconds before things there happen. There you go. So Don't alert the uh, <laughs> U.S. Gaming and Integrity uh, Commission here. Delete that from the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, as I go out to, for coffee down the street in my brand new Maserati, back to you. <laughs> That's right. It's Fox Sports Radio's Countdown to Kickoff presented by BetMGM. Let's dive into this. Follow the money. Real good money. All right, we're following the money with our main man, Seamus McGee, team lead of sports trading at BetMGM. Welcome in here, Seamus. Hey, man, we get all these championship games here conference-wise. Uh, what line movement is standing out to you? We're seeing some movement on Kansas State. Do you think this is a, a reaction from USC going down possibly last night? Hey, guys, thanks for having me. Um, Kansas State's been a pretty sharp side most of the week. Uh, it, it seems like we, we, sharps keep coming in on this side. And TCU, we're starting to get we, – we took a big bet on TCU uh, from one of our, from our veterans uh, in, on their apps in, uh, in Tennessee, I believe. But it's um, – we're going to need uh, – we're still going to need TCU, mainly when you take into account the futures that we have on Kansas State to win the Big 12. So that's, we have our eyes there, too. Kansas State's a huge loser for us on the conference market. That is a very good point. And, Seamus, we haven't talked about that a lot today, but the liability that you have in the futures market a lot of times dictates line movement and how things kind of play out in the game-to-game -game market. So that is always something to keep in mind. Regional liability as well. You know, Michigan is a big MGM state, so a lot of times you see those lines shaded a little bit. So that is definitely something to keep in mind. Let's go to LSU Georgia because the sharp money usually doesn't like to lay three scores. But from what I'm reading on my screen here at 17 and a half now, obviously you've taken some pretty significant money on the Bulldogs as a big favorite in this SEC championship game. Well, I would say significant money on Georgia. It's been – it's a pretty well-split game, honestly. Uh, the Sharps are on the Bulldogs uh, this week, though. But, again, this is another one. If LSU wins this game, we're going to be in trouble, uh, not just for the regular game, just because how big the money line is for LSU, but that's another LSU to win the SEC is a big liability for us. So we're definitely rooting for Georgia. And Georgia is just like a huge winner for us in every futures market that we have. Mm. So we're definitely rooting for Georgia. 
Yeah, and, and you know, on that, we're, we're talking about the futures market in college football. The fact that this is subjective, that there is nothing objective about this process, that committee members enter a boardroom together and then it's like the papal white smoke bellows <laughs> from the, the rooftop of a Radisson and we have our college football playoff. Like, how does that affect sports betting? How does it affect handicapping? How does that affect this whole process from a gambling standpoint? When Michigan was going in for, like, their third touchdown in the fourth quarter, we had to make a decision as a team whether what price we want to go back up with Alabama with. Wow. Because as soon as that happened, yeah. we were like, suddenly this door is open. <laughs> like, there is a possibility. If TCU, like, if TCU loses in a route today, is there a non-zero chance we see Alabama in Alabama's the playoffs? No. I, I hate to say it, but it, I think, oh yeah, I agree with you. I think yeah. Alabama gets in in that situation. Yeah. I mean, between between us, like I played a little Alabama to win the whole thing myself. That, <laughs> I saw that on. popping around the Twitter sphere this morning. A lot of the it, you know, some of the sharps were it, loving that. I mean, the value is kind of gone right now with where the market is right now. But at the time, it, you were thinking it was like this yeah. door is wide open. Like this is you see where the money is going. There's a world Kansas State loses this game. There's a world where they lose this in convincing fashion, uh, the way they played this year. So, I mean, this is going to be – it all starts at noon. It's, it's going to be a crazy day. <laughs> hey, Seamus, if you just ballpark what the point spread might be, give us the difference between TCU facing Georgia in the semifinal or Alabama facing Georgia in the semifinal. Georgia's probably at least laying, I, in my opinion, they're probably laying, you got to think, 13, maybe two touchdowns. I would say two touchdowns at least, yeah. And that if they play Alabama, I mean, this is not the best Alabama that we've seen in a while. you got to think it's probably at least six and a half, seven in that range. I mean, yeah. Georgia's been so impressive. This so year. you're saying Georgia minus three against Alabama on a neutral is what you're kind of saying there? Pretty much. Maybe yeah, minus four, three and a half. <laughs> yeah, essentially. Probably more, I'd say. I mean, I, I, I think I personally I'd have it at more. But, wow. Uh, we, 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 I mean, I, I'm really impressed with this Bulldogs team. So, and, and, and Bama, I mean, look at the two games they've lost. Those are the two best teams they've played this year. Yeah. And come up short in both games. Let's get into what everyone really wants to talk about today, and that's the FCS playoffs, right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad you're asking because I was about Furman to. Furman <laughs> and Incarnate Word. Come on, Seamus. Give us the FCS special today. What do you got? Well, I wasn't really looking at the playoffs. I'm looking at a different game. It's not a conference championship game being played today. New Mexico State Here we go. is playing Valparaiso to get bowl <laughs> eligible. <laughs> it is, they, had, they had to make this game up on the fly. I love it. They're laying 30 and a half points. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love my Aggies. I love this New Mexico State team. But this seems a bit high considering I feel like this team <laughs> is just they want to get the win. Get, get the bowl eligible. Get the six wins. Look at, look at Buffalo yesterday. They played yeah. action at 1 o'clock yesterday. I don't know if anyone knew. <laughs> and they rescheduled, they rescheduled that game just so Buffalo could get the ball eligible. And they were getting the doors blown off them in the first half. <laughs> wow. Coming back. But, like, this might be a spot where I think maybe Valpo's live. I don't know if it went outright for sure, but 30 and a half seems a lot of points. 
But if, if I had a, if I had a bet today, though, I really like Purdue. Yeah. Really? The spoiler makers, huh? Oh, yeah. I actually love Purdue in this spot today, too. Yeah. 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 Play of the day potential, perhaps, maybe. Yeah. 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 Oh! Yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if it's such thing as a letdown game in a conference championship, but, I mean, that route. Purdue, Michigan's I mean, in no matter what, giant, what right, Seamus? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they're, 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 these Purdue, this Purdue team, I mean, they were Giants players last year. Yeah. Uh, I, love, I love O'Connell, the quarterback. So, I mean... Maybe Heavy heart for him today. Play. Lost his brother. That's oh, going wow. to be an emotional yeah. game for him. Yeah, that's true. I mean, well, the, hey. the, the book, we're, we're going to need Purdue uh, yeah. to cover for sure. I mean, if they win outright, that's spectacular for the Futures book, too. Seamus, I just think that's the walk-off. You got a two-headed monster, <laughs> the Spoiler Makers and Valpo. That's, you know, it mixed in with <laughs> the hell of a Mexico right State. Come on, we can't do better than that. Seamus, you're the man. Hope you enjoy the games today, bud. We'll catch you soon. Appreciate it, guys. Have a good one. You too. There he is, Seamus McGee, team lead of sports trading at BetMGM. Okay, U.S. has been close to scoring a goal. Very close. Yeah. Done. Very close. A couple of groans in the background. Almost only counts in what? Horseshoes and hand grenades. That's right. Man. Hopefully we'll get some cheers soon. All right, coming up next, we got to get some live opportunities. Man, there were some live opportunities last night. Oh, there no were. Doubt. There are going to be some live opportunities today. But you got to see the future a bit to take advantage. We'll have some scenarios for you. It's Fox Sports Radio's Countdown to Kickoff, presented by BetMGM. Touchdown! Kickoffs are coming soon, and we're leading you up to them. This is Fox Sports Radio's Countdown to Kickoff, presented by BetMGM. The king of sportsbooks. Once again, here's Brian No, Rich Ornberger, and Jared Smith. Are you kidding me? Oh, what's going on? An hour and eight minutes? Yeah. Kick? Wow. Yeah. Something like that. Clock integrity. Hey, be sure to check out BetMGM across all socials at BetMGM. Follow them. It is Fox Sports Radio's countdown to kickoff. Let's dive into this. Here we go. Not live yet. Live betting. Ready to go. Oh, man. I'll tell you what. Great live atmosphere. We are at... The BetMGM Sportsbook, live from the Beau Rivage Resort and Casino in Biloxi, Mississippi. You want to be on your in-game flow over here. You know what I mean? So let's go around the room. Let's start with you, Jared. A potential in-game opportunity that you're looking to pounce on today. Very close eye on this Coastal Carolina-Troy game. We talked about it during the parlay platter. I like Troy today. The line now with Grayson McCall appearing to play is down to six and a half. But this is a guy that hasn't played in several weeks with a foot injury. Relies on his mobility. How mobile will he be if he is a little stiff early in this game? Or even if he gets an early, you know, they, you know, Coastal gets an early lead. I think Troy's the better team, and I'm looking to play the Trojans in any way, shape, or form. Okay. Um, I love the conversation we had with Seamus because I'm all over this Purdue game myself mm. against Michigan in the Big Ten Championship. And I, I think if you love Michigan winning the game, but you hate the spread, so that's the reason why you stayed off. If it's a slow game out the gates, if Michigan kind of is still wiping the eye crust out of their eyes, getting ready to play Purdue in this one, that, that number will come down, and you could still get value on Michigan in-game betting. So, yeah, I'd look at that first quarter very carefully. I like that. You know, I got my eye on TCU. I could see TCU going down a little bit. 
I and like all that. the cool kids are like, oh, like Kansas State, it's going to happen <laughs> again. They're catching points with TCU. Yeah. The cool kids. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you can swim upstream a little bit that way. All right, coming up next, we get back to the biggest games of the day and Rich Ornberger, master class trash talker. <laughs> Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Oh, what's going on, everybody? Hope you're having a fantastic Saturday. Conference championship games on tap. We are at the BetMGM Sportsbook, live from the Beau Rivage Resort and Casino in Biloxi, Mississippi. The darling of the Delta. Oh, <laughs> yeah. It is plush. It is plush right here. We're going to start sampling some of the people in here and just – Play of the day. Maybe let's we'll do like a live live remote. Been better you know? than my soccer picks this World Cup, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> uh, man, don't tear up the ticket. There's still Not a chance yet. in the second half. I'm getting, I'm getting close. It's like I'm ready yeah. to. No, no, no. Yeah, don't tear that up until it is for sure a done deal. Okay, so we're going to get to Rich Ornberger talking smack here in a little <laughs> bit, which I am very much looking forward to. But let's let's dive back into some of these matchups. The, the, the matchup that's, that's tickling the taste buds the most. Oh, boy. Are, are we going Big 12? I mean, that has the biggest playoff implications. Or what are you most interested in today? Just from either a betting standpoint, a fan standpoint, what do you have your eye on the most, Jerry? Valpo, New Mexico State now, right? Like, <laughs> no, I, listen, I, from a college football purist standpoint, I'm, I'm seeing a lot of – I am seeing a lot of chatter about the USC, TCU, Alabama, Ohio State, you know, quad of which team really does it. So uh, there are some really sharp people that I trust very much that believe this game for TCU today doesn't matter. Yeah. And they're in no matter what. And the argument is if TCU, if let's say it was Oklahoma and not TCU, in the exact same spot, exactly. same resume. Uh, Brand, brand name. Oklahoma's yeah. in yeah. no matter what, right? Yeah. And I think the only reason why we're making a case for these other teams is because it's Texas Christian University and not Texas. And it sucks. Or, it does. <laughs> but you know what, though? At the end of the day, it is still a business. Yeah. And there is a business element to it that I think the committee maybe values more than the average or sharp college football better or fan does. This is going to sound really weird, but the more I think about it, the more – look, I mean, LSU beat Alabama. I'm not saying that they're going to win today. I'm not saying that – I'm not even necessarily predicting it will be a close final. But are we really going to sit here and act like LSU doesn't have a shot to make this an interesting ball game against Georgia? I mean, we were just making the argument that if Alabama sneaks their way into the playoff, that it's a better game if they take on Georgia than if the Horned Frogs take on Georgia. So it's like almost by the transitive property, this has to be a ball game if we're going to make that argument. So yeah. I understand the spread is what the spread is, and Georgia is who they are. But football games need to be played. 
I, yeah. I mean, who would have predicted the outcome of the Utah-USC game last night? Not me. Not, not by 20-plus. No, yeah, dude, no, not in that fashion. Not. No, no, yeah, no chance. Not. You know, so I'm just saying, like, I, I sort of feel like it's like, all right, Georgia beats LSU. Let's put that to rest. Let's talk Horned Frogs. No, 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 not so fast. <laughs> that football game does have to be played, and I'm very <clears throat> interested to see what the Tigers do because even with a 9-3 and record and a disappointing loss to Texas A&M a week right. ago, this is a football team that's been well coached and in big games have played up to the occasion. Well, I think a couple of things. I think that if you look at Utah last night, similar-ish to LSU, right? Good call, yep. Yeah. Utah's yep. had a couple of clunkers. Uh, you had Cam Rising against Oregon. Man, who that's was right. freaking brutal? Three and in that first game against Florida. If Utah wins that first game against Florida, and they only have one loss right now, yeah. But that's the way. If you start trying to talk yourself into at least it being a competitive game yeah. between LSU yeah. and Georgia, I think you would start with look at the warts from Utah, yep. and then look at the good side. So we're talking about a sixty-minute ball game. I just I have a hard time seeing. <laughs> Jaden yeah, like, Daniels, you know what I mean? Like, and then you start the other side of the conversation. You're like, oh, there's a lot more points, a lot more data points pointing toward, yeah, of course they're favored 17 and a half because they outclass sure. the Tigers in every single way. But still, the game has right. to be played. Well, you just start looking at, oh, oh! the U.S. almost scored. It that, was on the doorstep, boy, man. That, Could not have been closer. Yeah. You, well, you start looking at goofy things that could potentially happen. It doesn't get goofier than LSU beating Alabama and then losing convincingly to Texas A&M. Exactly. <laughs> they're they're yep. just goofy. Oh, I can't believe the U.S. didn't score there. Oh, man, that was a game. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I'm so sorry, we have the big man. screen going. And Wait, what are we talking about right But What are we talking about? Think about this. College football? Too. Wait, what? Yeah, yeah, today? yeah, I know. Georgia? Who are they playing? <laughs> You're like, in your head, you're just, I believe that we will win. That's all you're thinking right I've, now. I stopped believing right when that second every, goal every went in. We come back from commercial break, and I have no idea how, but Jared keeps accumulating more and more Team USA soccer stuff. He's now wearing a scarf. He's just sweating in this humidity. Right. He just doesn't care. He does He's all in. Care. I think when Do you guys want to take oh, no. from me Oof. on something? Or can I go back to being sad about the U.S.? Consider this. Let me say this about the playoff race. All right. Focus, Jared. Focus. Focus. When you look at Alabama versus TCU, yeah, if this yeah. is the argument, if TCU loses, okay, this is the ultimate spot to do what's right and take TCU. Unless they lose 90 to nothing. The playoffs just expanded to 12 teams. Yep. In 2024. We're going to get Bama in for the next 100 years in a 12-team playoff, right? Like, yeah. All they're never going to miss the playoff. Yeah, this is it. This is the last time they're This is the on. last non-Bama year we have <laughs> yeah, right. before Nick Saban just basically, you know, plants a flag and never goes. All Man. this money is going to come pouring in. This is the year to look at resume versus box office and what's the sexier matchup. I mean, you just can't convince me unless TCU absolutely gets pulverized today, that Bama should be in over TCU. So I, I don't disagree, yeah, and, I and it's the right thing to do. But, again, like talking about a viewership product and, not, and an imperfect competitive product, yeah. I still can see and justify a yeah. way that this committee, committee does it. And you could say and gets it wrong from the standpoint of competition – 
but from the standpoint of ratings and oh, yeah. like like national interest, I mean, yeah, yeah, that side of the debate wins. It's so hard to really separate these teams, though. Like, it to me, when you look at a TCU team that again, we're we're kind of existing in this vacuum that they're losing because this conversation's moot if they win, but. If they get to a certain point where they lose by X amount, like, like what is the threshold today for how many points they can lose by before we send them to the trash? Like, is it a touchdown? Is it two touchdowns? Is it right. three yeah. Like, if it's a field goal game, yeah, I, think, I do think TCU is in. I do. And I, I hope that they're in. Because everything I'm reading on my timeline today, Alabama, it's like all the memes of Nick Saban, like, peeking his head up, you know, uh, across the hedges there, getting ready to get himself into this college football playoff discussion. I, well, I let really me, hope it's TCU. But, I really do. Yeah, so, yeah. so, in college basketball, let me jump in because, great, like – Great, comparison. Like, style points matter yeah. right. in college basketball. We know yes. that, like, there are such things as good losses. Yeah. Sure. You know, if you take a number uh, – you know, whatever, a top ten team to the wire – and you're way further down the board, that will elevate you in Ken Palm and all the different metric ratings. Yeah. Like, once you get to the end of the regular season in college football, it starts looking more and more like college basketball than college football traditionally, where the way you win is also important. So TCU could win by three points, and they could there could still be an argument that they'd be on the outside looking in. Uh. And and follow me here. What happens if they drop – three scores out the gate to Kansas State? What if they're battling back from a halftime deficit of 17 nothing, and they find a way to come back and win by a, a, a score? Like, yeah. I, I, I mean, I could see a way where people go, well, I mean, it's survival against K-State. Are we really going to feed them to the Lions? I, you know, I, I think a lot of people – are idiots. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Like, like I re- hey, it, I resemble that remark. It, in terms of I'll never watch again. You know, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I won't watch oh, yeah. because yeah, insert right. the blank. I they swear, say that with the NFL every week. I, yeah. I would be tempted to not watch college football no. next year. No, I'm serious. I'm serious. No. If TCU won today and didn't oh, no, 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 no. that's that, freaking that. insane. Yeah, no, that that can't happen. But no, and, and this is happen. the other that's thing, though, is even if TCU loses in a close game, and and there's this argument, and let's say some people vote for Alabama, I hate everything attached to what you are truly saying. If you are saying it should be Alabama, you're telling me games don't matter. Yep. You're telling me yep. wins don't matter. Yep. Like you're telling me. Think about Alabama. They had a long field goal against T- uh, Tennessee yeah. that they missed, and Tennessee made theirs. You're saying that doesn't matter. You're saying LSU getting the two-point conversion at the end of the Bama game, that doesn't matter. You're telling me that that TCU running its field goal team on the field against Baylor to win it doesn't matter. Like, how can that not matter? Oh, no, it, it has to. It, it has to, and, and it, I completely agree with what you're saying, but – And here's what's the scary part about this conversation is the fact that this conversation can be had. Like, you're not crazy to imagine a world where TCU actually wins this game, but they win really ugly, and there's there's an argument to be made that they should be left out in the cold. That's a ridiculous system. That system should not exist, but guess what? 
It does. Yeah. And that's, that's the best we could do right now until it expands until 12 in 2024. I, I think TC – so <laughs> we're all about making predictions on this show, right? Yeah. I think TC is in no matter what. No I, matter I, what. I, unless it's like a 70 like, – like, like a, a hellacious blowout. Right. I think if they lose today and it's close – I, I trust the people that are feeding me the information that they're in. But that's such an interesting conversation, though, because can you see them getting beat by 17 today? Because yes, I absolutely. Because c- I could. I could, too. And then, and then what then? Like, yeah. is, is that the point of no return where the committee has to look at each other and go, I mean, they lost by 17, guys. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I think there, I think <laughs> there is a like. certain point where this take gets ended up on some, you know, blog somewhere, look, look at this dummy. But – I'm gonna say even if TCU loses, if it's close, I think they're I think they're in. No, uh, I agree. Yeah. I, yeah. It's certainly what it should. It's not be. what I think the committee might be feeling, but it's what I think should and will happen. But we'll see how it plays out on the field. I, yeah. I mean, like to go the other way, your argument is, but it's Bama, <laughs> you know, like <laughs> ratings. It's just this has it's been such, such a such weak a hill to be on, you know been such a bad I love that argument and it is a real argument but it's Bama (laughs) I mean mean, and that's really what we're talking about because what Nick Saban even though with his refusal to play the game quote-unquote like to be like he calls the media rat poison and you know whatever like he's famous for dogging this arm of his business model that has been so good to him because he gets the recruits because of the media. He gets the recruits because Bama gets the ratings. And it's not just because of their fan base. It's because of a national interest that he and this program has created, you know, from success. Yeah. I mean, every, like it's, it's kind of like um, Floyd Mayweather. Like everyone wants to see him lose. Mm-hmm. Nick Saban has created this monolith in college football that everybody wants to show up and watch get taken down year after year after year. And I think that you could make a heavier argument that even during a down year for Bama, if that's what we want to call it, a down year for Bama, sneaking into the postseason because of a bad loss in the or a good loss in the Big 12 championship game for TCU is a better storyline. And you, that's a real argument. I think this, real quick, too, yeah. is we're looking at this from the outside in. You know what I mean? Like we're looking at this as fans or yep. the media yep. or what. If we go in the locker room, okay, if you go in the Alabama locker room, if the roles are reversed and Alabama has TCU's resume, provided they, let's say they lose a close competitive game, Nick Saban would know they got jobbed. <laughs> like oh, yeah. Not getting a playoff berth. Oh, yeah. And so that's what's fascinating to me. Both TCU and Alabama know it should be TCU. They both know that. Yeah. I mean, if, <laughs> if Nick Saban was 100% honest. Yes. And, all, and by the way, all the boosters who can be delusional, too, were completely The boosters honest. are ruining the sport, by the way. They really are. I mean, it's, that's a big part of the game now is the money. Yeah. The m- money talks. It that's always it. has. And so we talk about ratings, but the boosters, the donors, the, the influence behind the power of college football, like that's speaking, too. And trust me when I tell you, there is a number. I don't know what the number is, but there is a number that if TCU loses by, Alabama gets in. Mm. And the committee has committee members have probably been told what that number is. Like they've been wow. they've been You think to- so? I'm I'm like I, I, I and this isn't even like conspiracy stuff. It's like realistically 
we need to have a great product, right, guys? Yeah. We all agree with that? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so there is a number that teaches you that the Horn Frogs lose by in this, this championship Probably. game that, that requires them almost to put Alabama in. <laughs> so I'm, I'm trying sure to pull up the, uh, the futures right now. Yeah, yeah. Right now, Alabama's 20 to 1 on that MGM to yeah. win the title. Yeah, how about and that? this time last week, we were joking at. We uh, were because they weren't <laughs> even listed on the odds yeah, screen. But no you chance. heard Seamus say this morning about 30 minutes ago that because of the loss last week to, from Michigan Ohio State, like because right. of that loss, they put Bama back in. And by the way, that number's come down. Because of course I, it has. It, it was 30 to 1. It was 30 yeah. to 1 this morning yeah. when I woke up and I had breakfast. It's taking money. And I was money. enjoying that breakfast. It's taking money. Yeah. There, there's a big Just difference. like your breakfast is probably somewhere, somewhere's enjoying it somewhere. <laughs> Not you, though, unfortunately. It, it's, it's a big difference between what should be and what is. Yeah. Yes. yes. And, and, and that's Alabama why, yeah. should not be in this. No. They are, though. Yeah. Well, yeah. people, it's it, it's, it's, it doesn't matter if they are or not. They're, they're, people are thinking that they are right. because the money is coming in on Alabama. Exactly. Right now. So correct. there's hey, – follow it, the money, right? Follow the money. Yeah, no doubt about that. Hey, Real good money. Every Thursday, be sure to check out our Countdown to Kickoff presented by BetMGM Original Podcast. Features yours truly, Brian No, Also, Jared Smith, Bill Krakenberger. We give our takes on all the key lines. Get you set for the weekend in betting. That's every Thursday. Just search Fox Sports Radio wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, we've got Rich Orenberger with us. I see the shaped clavicle through the shirt and everything, you know. It's, it's majestic over here. We've got Jared Smith from PicksWise.com who is fuming at the U.S. men's national team right now. Yeah, I'm over it. <laughs> <laughs> Back to the craps table. There we go. I'm Brian. No, time for a rally over here. Coming up next. Spoiler makers again, and we will, best believe, make time for Rich Ornberger, master trash talker. Got to. We will absolutely carve out some time next. It is Fox Sports Radio's Countdown to Kickoff, presented by BetMGM. He was pecking and weaving and bobbing and talking trash. Welcome to the biggest tailgate party in the nation. You're locked into Fox Sports Radio's Countdown to Kickoff. Touchdown! And it's presented by BetMGM. The king of sportsbooks. Once again, here's Brian No, Rich Ornberger, and Jared Smith. You realize in 35 minutes we got ball over here? That's oh. right, we're 35 minutes away. It's Fox Sports Radio's Countdown to Kickoff, presented by BetMGM. We're at the BetMGM Sportsbook, live from the Beau Rivage Resort and Casino in Biloxi, Mississippi. Bahamas of the Bible Belt. <laughs> and those are my two favorite. I told that to my mom last night. She cracked up. <laughs> cracked up. She used to come here for work all the time. She's like, yep, that sounds about right. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah listen, Beautiful. this is a destination. Oh, yeah. We're having a great time. Welcome back to Fox Sports Radio's Countdown to Kickoff, presented by BetMGM. New users, download the BetMGM app today and use code COUNTDOWN. For a special offer, that's code COUNTDOWN in the BetMGM app. Okay, the spoiler makers, huh? So Purdue, big dog today against Michigan in the Big Ten championship game. And this is not new for Purdue. Purdue has some monster upset wins under their head coach, Jeff Brom. He, Purdue is 3-0 and against AP top five teams. 
really. Well, I remember Jeff they beat Brown. Ohio State and they blew them out in the one year oh, with Rondell yeah. Moore. Yep. Yep. That's kind of when we started calling them the spoiler makers again. Yeah. And uh, it's it's pretty impressive that, like, Iowa and Purdue both, out of the Big Ten, they can ruin anybody's party. Oh, yeah. Like, they, I, I mean, it's just the way they play football. Also, weird places to go play. Like, visiting Purdue, I can tell you from my experiences there. As soon as you land in in Purdue, you want to leave Purdue. Like that, like that. You start talking trash about <laughs> Purdue. Yeah, like you just immediately go, I can't wait to leave here. Because it, it's just awkward. I don't know. The stadium feels strange. The locker rooms in both Iowa and Purdue actually, like they're, they're, they're not comfortable. And I realize neutral side, big, big, big Ten Tampa. Championship there, yeah. And I was our pink locker rooms. They do that on purpose. Though. Yeah. Oh no, they do. It's uh, supposed to subdue you from a mental standpoint. They actually, they've had psychologists <laughs> like discuss this, but but yeah, there are certain teams like that, and Purdue is no question one of them. Yeah. I mean, the Blake Corum situation is unfortunate. Yeah. Um, Terrible. You know, I, it and that's not huge even for, for their, this game. For yeah. Their exactly. Chances, yeah. yeah. Not, not not even for this game, but obviously for beyond and his NFL hopes too. I mean, yeah. that's a tough injury and you hope he gets back to a hundred percent. And again, Aiden O'Connell mourning the loss of his brother this week. Yeah. Um, this is going to be, and it could go either way, right? You know, you, you, you get something like that. That's so off field, not football related. And sometimes it's a boost. The team rallies around you and it, it's a positive. I'm not trying to you know, yeah. spin that as a positive, but in terms of his on field play, Sometimes those off-field distractions and Brett Favre, you know, with his right, dad died the week right. after, like that's like the first one yeah. that comes to mind right out of top, off the top of my head. You, you ever like you ever hear the expression like sometimes people show you show their best in crisis? Hundred percent. Like like when when like yeah, there could even be guys on the team who don't even really know them, yeah. which happens in a locker room. You can't know everybody really all that personally, but that connection that somebody having a tragedy or a loss in their family. It, it makes you fight a Everyone little. Everyone locks in. Yeah, right? yeah, like, yeah. And, and so I, I can see it. If I had to go 50-50, I would go maybe 51-49, 51% being it actually helps Purdue today. Mm, yeah. You know, maybe not like 100%, but I definitely think it could be a boost. And then you get into some of the X's and O's. Well, Michigan, how about this? How about the explosive plays for Michigan against Ohio State? 360 yards on five plays. Wow. The other 54 offensive snaps averaging three yards per play. So that is something that per, no team can prepare for explosives. Like, they happen and they're like lightning strikes. Can they? Can Michigan, because let's be honest, the Michigan offense here hasn't exactly been, you know, the air raid. Yeah. But when you have those explosives, it sends that, that shock wave and that fear into opposing defenses. How does Purdue absorb that today? And this Boilermakers defense has been susceptible to the explosive plays outside the top 100 yards per play. I'll tell you this. Jim Knowles, the Ohio State defensive yeah. coordinator, his game plan will not be duplicated today. No. <laughs> and no, the no, game no, plan no, no, no. last week was stop the rush, make J.J. McCarthy beat us. Yeah. And he did. <laughs> that game plan blew up in Ohio State's yeah. face. It did. And when you're talking about those big chunk plays, those game-changing plays – you're not going to see the same type of defensive look from no. Purdue today, and you might be able to prevent some of those huge plays. And if you don't have those huge plays, now you got something to work with if you're Purdue in terms of keeping it close. That was J.J. McCarthy's breakout game, the Michigan quarterback. He won't duplicate that. No, he will not. No. He will not. But that was absolutely a breakout game. 
outscoring Ohio State 28-3 last week. And we talked about it before. I think Seamus McGee brought this up from BetMGM where he's talking about, can you have a conference championship game that's a little bit of a letdown spot? And it's like, well, you're playing Purdue. It's yeah. not Ohio State. Well, so. how about this? This is the, only the second time in the history of the Big Ten championship that an unranked team is playing in it. Yeah. So it's like this off-the-radar game. Uh, <laughs> oh, we had this. almost scored again. Had another almost. chance. I feel like I've been distracted today by something. <laughs> We're going to go to Mississippi. and um, Where was I? Yeah, so Purdue's offense to me is really the crux of this handicap, though, because I think we know Michigan's offense is going to be less explosive than last week. They are not going to drop a 30-40 burger in this game. The total is only 52. So, I think this is going to be a tighter game. But when I look at Purdue's offense, when they've stepped up in class against Iowa, eh, three and a half yards per carry, less than 30% success rate. Against Wisconsin, they had 10 points in, in the first three quarters. And then even, even in the win against Illinois, they only got to five yards per play. So I'm a little concerned that it's not the Michigan offense against the Purdue defense that we should be focused on here. It's how is Aiden O'Connell in this Purdue offense without their starting center, backup center, and with basically one receiver, Charlie Jones. He's had a great year, by the way. Crushed, killed Penn State in that first game of the year, even though Penn State won. But Charlie Jones had a really nice year. How is the Purdue offense going to be able to talking about Purdue and like the running game or something. Oh, yeah, some stupid. <laughs> that was majestic. We are here at the Sportsbook at the Beau Rivage in Biloxi, Mississippi, and the place is just on fire America's, right now. America's uh, goal right there. Oh, yeah. They either love America or they're betting on America. Yeah. Or both. You know, they call Biloxi <laughs> the gift of the Gulf states for a reason. This is America. Um, I, I'll say this about Purdue, okay? So getting back to the conversation we're having about this wonky Big Ten championship, how about this? If you look at the stats, right, we'll get real statty here for a second. In Love terms it. of opponent red zone scores, Purdue's one of the best teams in the nation. In terms of opponent red zone scores, so think of it this way. Michigan, a lot of big plays against Ohio State. Scary team to play against from a chunk play standpoint. But if you keep all those chunk plays between the 20s, the middle part of the field, and you tighten up at the red zone, suppress scoring, we got another breakaway. Oh, my goodness gracious. And U.S. almost converted again. This is getting <laughs> dicey, guys. I'll be right? honest. Yeah. I don't. I think we should pause the show. Okay, it, Iowa Sam, take over. <laughs> Let's pause the show. Let's pause yeah. the show. Let's just watch. No, I'm just you know, kidding, guys. Just kidding. I, I think I'll say real fast about this game. Yeah. I think a lot of the talk about Michigan has been Blake Corum, and deservedly yeah, so. Course. He's been a stud running back. JJ McCarthy, great game last week. All of that. I, I think sometimes we're overlooking Michigan's defense, which has been of course top, solid. top five in rushing success yep. rate yep. allowed. And All that's year. what Purdue wants to establish early in this game. 
to me, Michigan. If Michigan's up for this game, they name their score. Yeah, they, right. they really do. But I, I don't know if they're up for this game. And and also, again, going back to Purdue's defense, bend but don't break. That's that's what they do. You know, you yeah, could get a, you right. could get a whole lot of yards on them. Difficult to score against them when the field gets compressed. And so this could end up being one of those lower scoring games where you go, well, Michigan's offense didn't shine, but their defense won it for them, and they win by ten points. But you could have an under hit. You could have a Purdue, a Purdue side hit because it's just an off day for the Wolverines again in a very weird Big Ten championship game. Okay, we're going to get to Rich Orenberger's trash-talking ways in a bit. <laughs> we'll go with some quick hits, a number of games on the slate today. Let's hand over the baton right now to Mr. Isaac Lowenkron, who I feel is going to talk trash about the color orange right here. I will never consume an orange Julius ever again. <laughs> That's a lie. Do they still That's even have orange Juliuses, by the <laughs> way? Do. They yes, do. they're magnificent, yeah. Guys, Team USA is back in it in the round of 16 knockout stage at the World Cup. They fell behind the Netherlands 2 to nothing, but moments ago they got back into it in the 76th minute. Yedlin with a key block there. Zimmerman recovers it. Yedlin resets. Polisic's going to get there. Polisic running into the middle. Took a touch. And again, the U.S. has scored. 15 minutes to go. Did Haji Wright get the touch? Haji Wright indeed with the goal. It is 2-1. The Netherlands over Team USA now in the 80th minute. And Team USA continuing to put the pressure on the Netherlands. They've got a corner kick coming up. And by the way, guys, uh, we have just de determined that we're about five to ten seconds ahead of you guys in terms of getting the feed here. So we might be able to alert you in advance and you do can not impress all the people. By. <laughs> do not do that. <laughs> Don't want to I will it drive to L.A. and I will rip that feed right off the wall. <laughs> Good luck making it in time, but I'd love, love to see that bother. I mean, aren't they bringing back the Concorde supersonic flight? They Eddie, might. Teleportation is not out of the question. Yeah, by the way, the corner kick went, went by the board, so they <laughs> st still have 10 minutes left plus stoppage time with the Netherlands holding on to a 2-1 lead over Team USA. Coming, <laughs> coming up at 2 p.m. Eastern, it's Argentina against Australia. Coming up at noon Eastern in college football, the Big 12 championship game between number three TCU and 10th-ranked Kansas State. Finally, in the NFL, now yesterday, former NFL quarterback Drew Brees participated in a publicity stunt that made it seem like he was struck by lightning <laughs> while filming a commercial in Venezuela. Well, an organization called Lightning Strike and Electric Shock Survivors International, which has members in 13 countries, has issued a statement calling the stunt inappropriate and disgusting, adding, quote, this is a deadly injury and it's disappointing to see the ridicule of lightning and electrical injury survivors in a comical light in which it's presented for commercial gain and profit, unquote. Meanwhile, back to the World Cup moments ago, as you just saw, fellas, I was hoping to keep the news from you, but yeah. the Netherlands has just scored again. So the Netherlands in the 82nd minute now has a 3-1 lead over Team USA. I speak for all of us when I say Amsterdam. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, it is Fox Sports Radio's countdown to kickoff presented by BetMGM. Let's dive into this. When I'm good, I'm very good. But when I'm bad, I'm better. Now it's the best of the bad. Okay, well, at the top of the list, it's 
the U.S. giving up another goal. This is a little offensive to teams in the conference yeah. championship today, calling them the bad. <laughs> but I, I understand where we're coming. Yeah, here. but in terms of college football, yeah. we're just looking at conference championship games not involving a single ranked team. It's true. Still interesting matchups here. I love the Mountain West. Yes. Championship game, Fresno State against Boise State. Boise State punked them earlier this season, but Fresno State didn't have their quarterback. They get him back today. I got my eye on that one. How about you, Jared? What are you looking at in this slate? Here? Yeah, so Hayner, quarterback of Fresno State's back. Six and two is the starter this year. They're two and two in the games with Logan Fife. The losses oh. were to Oregon State and USC. And how about this? Five and zero oh since Hayner returned from injury, averaging 39 points per game. Average win margin in those five games, over three touchdowns. So you could make a case that Jake Hayner is the most important player to his team in the entire country. Major drop-off from Hayner to Fife. I kind of like Fresno, right? Like, off the revenge and to get Hayner back and catching some points. But Boise's tough. Really good defense. Should be a good game. Yeah, I agree with you. I think that's the one that I'm spotlighting. I, I call a lot of games in the Mountain West yeah. in college football. And uh, watching Mountain West Conference championships over the years, they're usually super competitive games. You don't see a lot of blowouts. Um, and, and to your point about Jake Hayner, I mean, this guy definitely has next-level potential. 100%. I, I mean, this guy has a live arm. He's a battler. This guy can get take a licking and keep on going. I mean, I, I've never seen a guy take so many hits in his game against San Diego State. They had 17 QB hits. They sacked him eight times. They came back and won on two touchdowns in the fourth quarter within 30 seconds of each other. I mean, this guy's a ball. He's a rock star. He's a rock star yeah. quarterback, and uh, can't wait to see this one. And I know, Jared, you got your eye on Troy going up against Coastal Carolina. A lot of love for Troy leading up to this Sunbelt Championship game, and, and rightfully so. Coastal Carolina's banged up. Yeah. Their QB is not going to be his normal studly self, I don't think, in this game. Um, it may be a little bit. I don't know if this is a good comparison, but you think about Jaden Daniels, the LSU quarterback, who was significantly hampered last week against A&M. I don't think he's going to be his self today against Georgia. It's hard to see Coastal Carolina doing anything if they're a stud quarterback who uh, I don't think we can say it. He says, I pee teal. I can't say exactly <laughs> what he said when he announced he was coming back and not hitting the transfer portal, but uh, he, he bleeds uh, teal over there. I just don't know if he's going to be able to gut through the injury against Troy today. Well, the market says he's going to play because this line even got down to six and a half before we saw a little bit of buyback on, on, on Troy to the seven. I, I think when you look at this Troy team, you take away that Appalachian State Hail Mary, which was one of the craziest plays in college football all season. Their only loss is to Ole Miss. So this is a really good Troy football team. I think they are one of the more underrated group of five teams in the country. And I think because of the coastal issues, you mentioned it, they don't run it well. Grayson McCall's the heart and soul. His foot's banged up. How 100% is he going to be? He hasn't played in a while. So to me, Troy might be a really sneaky contrarian spot today, even though the market has moved towards coastal with the McCall injury. It seems like he is going to play. Yeah, the Trojans, they've done a really nice job. The whole athletic department, by the way, the basketball team just gave Arkansas all they could handle recently. Yeah. Like, I mean, so, Well, they yeah. the tournament last year, right, I think. Yep, yep. Yeah. Uh, Troy, out of the Sun Belt, definitely a team yeah. to look at. And today against Coastal Carolina, more than a shot to, to, topple, to topple Coastal. Okay. So we've got Rich Ornberger here with us. Rich Ornberger did not bet on Team USA. And uh, 
probably the right way to go. <laughs> it was the right I move. think it was. And now I didn't bet against them. <laughs> That's this right. Is more an apathy play. Yes. <laughs> We've got Jared Smith. He he did bet on Team USA. Right. We're getting close to ticket tearing time. Anyone <laughs> yeah. wants a ticker tape parade? I'll be doing it with my USA plus a half a goal ticket very shortly. I think it's good therapy. It's therapeutic to it's rip very it therapeutic. right before making our picks with college football today. We'll get to our picks and also. What did Rich Ornberger say on the football field, his go-to approach <laughs> that made opponents the most mad? We will find out right around the corner. It is Fox Sports Radio's Countdown to Kickoff, presented by BetMGM. Yeah, that's it, ticket. Touchdown! Kickoffs are coming soon, and we're leading you up to them. This is Fox Sports Radio's Countdown to Kickoff, presented by BetMGM. The king of sportsbooks. Once again, here's Brian No, Rich Ornberger, and Jared Smith. Are you kidding me? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're only ten minutes away from kickoff. Got to do the southern accent. Come on, it's Fox Sports Radio's countdown to kickoff, <laughs> presented by BetMGM. Oh, baby. Right? Fire it up. <laughs> we got to get that as a drop over here, you know? Uh, hey, top of the hour, man. Up on game. TJ Hushmanzada, Plaxico Burris, get you all set for a full weekend of ball. Special thanks to the crew, man. Isaac Lohenkron done a great job on the updates. Ryan Bershinger, the producer. Iowa Sam, embracing his inner Biloxi as the technical producer. Very well done. Setting yeah. the vibe. Uh, so we appreciate all the help on the show today. Uh, we got to get the trash-talking ways of Rich Ornberger into I the need show. to hear this story. You've teased us for like three hours. Oh, I know. Yeah, yeah we've been here, – here's what I'll say. I'll be as brief as I can because I want to get to our rapid fire and the pick of the day. Um, I, you could talk about someone's sister on the field or someone's mom, and trash-talking can get real ugly at times, <laughs> and you want to be as mean and as nasty as possible. You want to know what worked really well, though? Yeah. What really got inside guys' heads? Like when you spoiled a movie ending. <laughs> That's amazing. I would do it all the time. Wow. They're like, you know, the sixth sense, Bruce Willis was dead the whole time. You'd be like, what? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, at the end of Departed. That is elite. Everyone dies except for the guy. You know, who was it? it was, I guess it was, um, what character is alive at the end? Nobody, basically. No, yeah, I There's guess one. everybody dies, yeah. It's Wahlberg. <laughs> oh, yeah. Wahlberg, Wahlberg, that's right, that's right. yeah. I remember that, one's, that one came out while we were in college, and I spoiled that, I think, for a lot of people. <laughs> I mean, uh, uh, Fight Club was another one. <laughs> I'd be like, same guy. Turns out, same guy. <laughs> that's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> like, you would just be, like, lining up for, like, a field goal, coming back from TV timeout, and legitimately guys would be like, I was going to watch that this week. That's amazing. It <laughs> <laughs> is awesome. Never would have guessed that. <laughs> Never would have either, but that is savvy trash talking right there. That really is. We're at the Bet MGM Sportsbook live from the Beau Rivage Resort and Casino in Biloxi, Mississippi. It is Fox Sports Radio's Countdown to Kickoff, presented by Bet MGM. It is the moment of truth. Let's do it. Rapid Fire. Okay, three picks against the spread. We'll start with you, Jared. What do you like? Yeah, I'm laying seven with Troy. Um, you know, we talked about the Grayson McCall injury, but I think Troy schematically is going to be able to run the football, and I, I think they're a tougher team. That, that loss to App State, you take that away. They're only lost to Ole Miss. They're a really good football team that I think is going to prove it today. I'm laying seven and a half with Clemson. UNC has not faced a ranked opponent all year until today. 
yikes. Dabo gets the boys back and ready to go. Clemson with an emphatic win in the ACC Championship game. And I'm laying 10 with Georgia in the first half. I think Todd Munkin gives us the top shelf stuff early, and then I think it's a throttle down in the second half. But I think Georgia starts this game fast, and I think they cover 10 in the first half. All right, TCU is favored by one and a half. Head coach Sonny Dykes, he's led an incredible season. Horn Frogs deserve a win here, a big win. I'm hoping the universe agrees. I got the Frogs covering a point and a half. Michigan is due for a letdown. Not a loss, but a dogfight. I'm taking Purdue plus 16 and a half. I'm not done with this one, though. I love the under here. Oh, wow. The total is set at 51 and a half. If Purdue does hang around, it's not because it's a score fest. So, yeah, I'm going under the 51 and a half there as well. Okay, sharp side, Georgia, minus 17 and a half. Dogs roll. It's personal this time. Sneaky good team against the spread, Ohio. Give me the Bobcats plus three and a half. They've been fantastic this season. And you can call me square if you want. Rich will be square together. Yep. The money is moved square. all the way. TCU's a one-point underdog That's now. Unbelievable. Give That's me, unbelievable. Give me the Horned Frogs. I don't care if you call me square. I don't care if I have to turn in a sharp guy card. Give me TCU. Time for your play of the day, Jared. What do you like the most, buddy? How about the Valparaiso Crusaders <laughs> catching 32 against New Mexico State? The Seamus special. Let's go. Everybody enjoy the day of ball. We'll see you.